What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. And that's you. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. I got money. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where we get scrummed and liumptious on Tuesday night because it's a little bit slow. All right. A lot of 49ers know all about that. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all. Y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Shout out to the That's you. shout out to the nasty boys in the building who really take advantage of slow Tuesdays in the building. Now, if you're a guy, you're living your own way, you're going your own way, you're a free agent. A lot of times, you know, you still do dib, you still do dabble, you still do dabble. And sometimes, you know, you need to get off the schneid, you need to break your drought. And what better than the women who are of the Veracruz Vein Brigade, the 49er Brigade, all right, these people who are fours and believe they are nine, what better way to get off the schneid by locking down a slow Tuesday, all right? You got your rotation. You know, Tuesday night is a day you would chill. You would do nothing. You know, I'm not going out. No bars, no clubs, no nightclubs, no games, no events or nothing. You just chilling, and you like, you know what? Might as well call her on over. And you're like, get on over here with that belly deli, all right? Shout out to the nasty boy. <laughs> Shout out to the nasty boys in the building. All right. Everybody knows practice. Older women, older white women, cheese and easy lover. You'll break, she'll break your heart like you don't see it. Yeah, man. You bring her on over. She come in all with those damn, you know, those, those, what do they call them? Damn, I don't forgot the name anyway. Those little wet, what do they call it? Spider webs? No, what do they call it? Crow's feet. <laughs> Crow's feet all on their eyes. They put on their makeup. They look like a, you know, they kind of kind of look like homie the clown. You know, like looking at them like, all right, come on in. Come on in. You bring him in. They got already breath stinking like wine and old salmon. Toes smelling like corn nuts. You looking like bunion. She got a bunion surgery. You like, oh boy, it's gonna be an easy night. Give her two glasses of wine. She loose. Varicose veins all throbbing on all that stuff. You're like, oh man, this is gonna be <laughs> feet smelling like corn nuts. This is gonna be dude. We're already gone today. This show is new, 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 new world order. Anyway, we're gonna be nice to the ladies because we're gonna talk about today. Today's topic is never three reasons why you never take your ex back. The girls look so good. <laughs> Next, the girls look so good. The girls look so 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 so. So, so good. Somebody said roll back. She got a road map on her stomach. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, you know, my 21 year old still lives with me. You're looking at that map on her belly, on that belly deli. You like, wow, ravaged. That's the one thing I do feel bad about the ladies. You know what I mean? They bodies be getting ravaged by having wonderful children, bringing wonderful children into this earth. And, um, you know what I mean? They can they can show you the they can show you the booty, you know what I mean? And they can show you the body. But when you uncover, when you unwrap that thing and she didn't have kids, you don't know what you about to see. You have no clue. You'd be like, Lord, 
Um, and so most of their clothes do hide that that belly deli. Um, anyway, yes, three reasons not to take your ex back. Today, we're also going to talk about the trend. He's a 10, but he's a 10, but trend. All right. So uh, a lot of times women are complaining. They're trying to measure up. There's a great trend. Men are doing this, too. She's a 10, but um, I think most of the videos that I've seen from the men doing this have been above water. Uh, some of the videos that I've seen the women do have actually been them complaining about something like he's a 10, but X, Y, and Z. We'll talk about that. And then we got a special game of hit it or quit it. All right. It's been a while since we did the hit it or quit it game. We got a special game. This game is going to be, um, we're going to ask the question, who started thoughtism, right? Not the, not the phrase because Chief Keith, the rapper from Chicago was credited for the thought phrase. We're not talking about that. We're talking about in our culture, who started this, um, who started this trend of women monetizing herself um, and displaying all on Instagram. We're going to go back. I'm going to give you a couple. You guys can actually give me a couple, but we're going to play the hit it and quit it game based on who started modern day, not, not Jezebel Thotism, not the spirit of little, little Thotism. We're talking about modern day Thotism. We're going to talk about that. So um, somebody said the flappers, now, that would be in the past, but I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? I definitely get what you're saying. Anyway, to let your voice be heard on this show, Dollar Sign CGA Live, that is the cash app in the building. Where we I got money. Um, We're also going to, uh, oh, also paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. The link is at the top of the chat. If you do want to click on there, you can be navigated. You're going to see something like G7 performance training or something like that. That's, you know, it's a shell company. <laughs> Don't let nobody know. Um, somebody um mentioned uh potentially the prawn industry. Let me just give you something here, and I'll probably have to mention this because people do come in late. This is why I saved the main story till somewhere nor the middle of the stream because that's when the height of the, the stream is because people be straggling in. Um, somebody mentioned that the prawn industry. Well, there was a time, I don't know if you you people know if you were around in the early 2000s, the model mayhem days. All right, shout out to all the model, model mayhem uh, lurking photographers out there. Boy, if you remember the model mayhem days, the model mayhem days was off the hook. I think that was the predecessor. There was the predecessor to model mayhem, which I would think would be Playboy Maxim. But then model mayhem was off the hook. All right. I, you know, I had my digital cameras out. You know, it basically was the time where, uh, Young women got to be models that never got a chance to be models. And anytime there was somebody young, attractive, semi-attractive, or had the skill to model, which is a skill, all right, I found that, I'll get to that in a minute, um, they, they got their chance to be a model because the digital SLR became popular and it became something that anybody could buy. Prior to that, you had to buy a film camera and you had to develop the film yourself or develop it at like a film developing place, like somewhere in walmart or target or a film developing place and then if you took risque pictures you probably have the likelihood of you if you didn't develop your own pictures and you got to develop somewhere else and your pictures were risque they might not develop your pictures they might call the police so um back then you couldn't take risque photos unless you knew how to develop the photos yourself with like chemicals um and uh then the digital slr came and then model mayhem came boy model mayhem was the days oh my goodness so um, and, and what happened was it made the normie normie woman want to display herself in ways that she would have never been able to display herself. And before. So there was this big trade off between models, models and photographers. These were the early models before Instagram models. So Instagram 
uh, Metal Mayhem was the predecessor to Instagram. So there was has been this thing, Playboy, Maxim, Model Mayhem, Instagram, TikTok. So uh, I kind of, you know, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to remember the development of this modern day thoughtism. And then, you know, you see what it is. So um, where are we at? Somebody mentioned um, a couple of other women that I did forget about. And yo, those are some good names. So I'm going to actually add them on as I am talking because those are some good names for sure. I definitely can't forget about that. Um, so let me see something. Okay, so where are we at in the show? Where are we at? Um, who, who was is was anybody in here a model mayhem photographer or or website lurker? Um, it was the Instagram. Let me see. We haven't heard any. Oh gosh, yes, the, the free agent lifestyle gear. Shoot me. Uh, listen, somebody. Uh, I'll send an email. <laughs> um, who remember anybody in here model mayhem days? I don't know if uh, we have an interesting crowd. Maybe you, people don't remember this. Um, the model mayhem days that was the predecessor to Instagram. Um, by that time, just so you know, date wise, the smartphone had not been invented at the height of the model mayhem days. So there was a digital SLR. There was women didn't have their own cameras. Shout out to the model mayhem for photographers here. Um, women didn't have their own cameras. They depended on men that have ex expensive cameras and you could have lighting. You could go shoot outside. Back then, they would see man shooting with the model outside, and they'd call the police on you. They're, people are like, what are you doing with that woman? Are you okay with him taking your pictures? And these women will come out, and they do their best modeling job. Man, it was crazy. That Those days were crazy. Oh, girls gone wild. Yes, that was a predecessor to Model Man. So there was a, there definitely was a slippery slope of thoughtism, right? Modern-day thoughtism. That's how we got here. And um, I remember meeting women. They were like, my dream is to be in Playboy, which before that, 10 years before, if if a man admitted that he looked at Playboy, they'd be like, he, you pervert. And then the next generation of women are like, I want to be a Playboy bunny. You also had the TV show. Um, we're not going to talk about be, uh, video vixens. You had video vixens. All right. Like, um, you know, the song, You Wouldn't Get Far, Vita Guerrero, Ass Took It To The Top. Oh, what about the ma magazine? Um, um. What about the magazine? Not hip hop honeys. Maybe somebody mentioned it already. Buffy the body. What, what was the magazine? It was the hip hop version of the magazine. Oh, I can't remember. Um, King, King magazine. There you go. Double XL King magazine. Jet Beauties. Jet Booty. Yeah, Jet Beauties. So I was thinking of King magazine. Video Vixens, King magazine. Um, you had the Jet Beauty, which was predecessor to, you know, probably in between Playboy and Maxim. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. So we have the modern day thoughtism growing here. So it grows. You can see where we got here. And now you have Instagram models and TikTok artists and OnlyFans. Right. So you've seen this kind of evolution of thoughtism. So we're going to go back and review. Throw some names out there when we get there. Not now. Um, and then we'll talk about modern day thoughtism. We'll do this after the first um episode and after we do the um earlier contributors to the show that's what we always have to do like you know i have to take on sponsors y'all gotta take on sponsors you know what i mean you know this ain't free uh let me say this here it says here what are we doing here over here all right we do have a couple here on the paypal already and he says uh this is mr let me see if i can say your name mr andrade will say coach my ex-girlfriend monkey branch to a co-worker i knew she would come back because you said so. I said she'll be back. And she did. I took her back for fun to see how long it would last. After a week, 
and a half. She hit me with the, I'm not happy. Coach Stradamus <laughs> is undefeated. All right. I am an expert in predictable relationships. You know why? Because human beings are not very smart. You know what I mean? We're, we're pretty dumb. And um, I, I could see your the patterns of human behavior. Um, it's kind of like when people say, oh, we want peace and we want a utopia and world peace. There'll never be world peace. I know human behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to catch your ass slipping. You know what I mean? I know what I would do. I'm gonna like, look at these dumb asses here. They ain't had no guards, no nothing. Let me go get their stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? They ain't got no protection, no nothing. No weapons, no nothing. All of a sudden, the great Coachellini is on out there. I'll be like, here we go. All right. Marching down the street. Got my beret on side cockways like this. All right. Here we go. Time to blow something up. <laughs> and I know there's other people like this in the world. So I know this in patterns in human behavior. We take advantage of the weak. So with that being said, when it comes to patterns of human behavior on relationships, most relationships fail. I know it's going it's coming, guys. It's going down the line. I'm just letting you know, Comrade Adams. Here I come. You know what I mean? Reporting for duty. Here we go. Click them heels. Let's go. Right down. Start marching. <laughs> so I, I, I know that, and I know how people are dumb with relationships. People are stupid. I'm not saying I hate relationships. You know what I mean? But I just know it's temporary. Let's ride this out, whether it be two weeks, two months, two years. But it's coming to an end. I just don't want it to be a catastrophe. Like don't don't make it don't make it that bad. It was supposed to end. <laughs> and 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 let me just tell y'all how many of y'all relationships have ended. Let's go ahead. <laughs> like all, damn near all. You're owing. You're unsuccessful in relationships. You guys got damn near batting batting one hundred percent failure rate. Please this, please this. So, listen, this is why I always tell uh, people in relationships, you know what I mean? When it ends, it ends. Go walk away. Sometimes people come back. Oh, I fell in love with you. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about that. But Coach Adamus is always right. Shout out to you. And people be mad. Who hurt you? There could be relationships that last. There could be. And there could be a lot of breakups. And there will be. Shout out to SAU. He says, Coach, the racism you're experiencing means that the diets don't work the same for you. The same belly deli. Good afternoon. All right. They don't work the same for the. Yeah, man. I got to find the diet don't work the same. I deleted her on accident. She was actually pretty funny. And he also says older women over 37, they know it's over. So it's pretty. It's a pretty easy hookup. That is a problem, SAU, because you know what? You get on Tinder, you hook up with a couple of older women. And you know what I mean? And then they find out, you know, after two times, they're like, where is this going? And you got to let their ass down easy. So they don't flip out. Their antidepressants don't collide with the wine. And you got to be like, you got to just ghost them. These men just ghost me. What happened? Where did all but the men It go? is when you get on. It is when you get on and try to date these women as a slow Tuesday undercover or night where you don't see them in broad daylight with you. When they take it all seriously, they be like, I'm serious about this. I'm tired of getting ran through. I'm tired of these guys coming on here treating Tinder like a meat market. Like, what else is? It was it was a meat market. We're going to legitimize this place. We're going to make everybody know that I'm not available for hookups. I have no time for this. I am not that type of girl. I realize that this is Tinder. <laughs> and they ruin all the fun for everybody. 
You like you party pooper, Karen. Karen and the party poopers coming in here. I know this is a place that is severely suspect of hookup culture, but I ain't the one to play these games. Mm. You're like, oh, God, here we go. And then it takes you an extra couple of weeks just to get her into bed. And you're like, finally, you're like, oh, God, you got to go through all the hoops and the hurdles. You're like, all right, I got to jump over this, jump over that one. She's not that type of girl. Party pooper. You're like, oh, ruin everything. And now they're all on seeking.com. These people have invaded seeking.com. I know what type of place this is. This is a place where older men get younger women. But I know I'm just as good as these younger women, and you're going to treat me like a proper one, and you're going to spoil me. Wait a minute. You're going to spoil me over here. They come over here and ruin the party. Ladies and gentlemen, they did the same thing to Instagram. They did the same thing to Facebook. Party poopers came over there. Party pooper Karen. Y'all ruined Facebook, and you ruined Instagram. And you chase your kids over to Snapchat. They ruin everything. I know this is a place where young people are enjoying themselves, but I am the 45, the new 20. And I'm going to come over here and post my filtered deer nose and deer ear face and my dog tongue. You know what I mean? Oh, look at me. I'm using filters. And they came over there posting the same selfie every day. Do I look nice? Divorced two times and I still got it. Somebody asked me for my ID at the 7-Eleven this morning. I still got it. <laughs> then all the young people was like, we got to leave fake book. This place is fake as hell. Here's my kids from my divorce. I'm the only good parent. I'm the mama and the daddy on Father's Day. They come out there. I'm the mama and the daddy. So happy Father's Day to me. They get drunk off the wine all of a sudden and they start posting stuff. Having fun on a dinner date with my son, the only man that matters in my life. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So everybody had to go. Let's leave these damn party pooper cameras over there. And then you post something halfway suspect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna, this is a little risque for Facebook. You throw it out there. This is despicable. This is actually this. This this is disingenuous. I know who you are. I know where you work, and I'm going to report you. I know your mother, your grandmother, because you tagged them on your damn profile. They come in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're like, oh, my God. So then they call all your people. Do you realize what your do you realize what your son is posting on Facebook? They call everybody at your work. They're posting risque stuff on the Internet arguing with you i can't believe you posted anything like that as a matter of fact joe biden's a fantastic president he put 200 million shots in arms and he's responsible for getting the worst president out and he got he got off twitter he's a fantastic leader and his son's an honest gentleman i love those barrettes in her hair man i tell you what i'm looking at her she looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her race car Oh, boy. Then I had to run over the Internet and ruin the fun. Argue with the post. You post something, 30 second clip just to throw some stuff out there and hear some content. What is this? Where are your sources, sir? This is actually disingenuous. You didn't even tell the other side of the story. I had 30 seconds to tell a story, y'all, and 140 characters. 
This is disingenuous. Mind you, might you post your sources anytime that you put up this type of disingenuous information? This is reprehensible content. Disgusting. Report. <laughs> anyway, uh, good Lord. The party pooper. So now they're on seeking arrangement looking for honest dates. I know what type of place this is. And you probably want young girls with young, firm, fertile bodies. And you want them tight right off the junior college assembly line. I know that's what you want. But I'm 46 years old and I want to be spoiled too. It's my time and I look good. Somebody told me I looked like I was 33. And I deserve an incredibly rich guy. So if you if you perverts will stop doing this and come over and give me a little bit of money, I expect an allowance. I expect to be taking shopping. I expect fine dining. I expect hair appointment, nails. I expect you to pay for my Botox. <laughs> you be sitting over here like this. Anyway, where are we at, man? This show is already off the rails. Am I lying or not? All right. And I blame some of these people who came in with these super chats. Shout out to Mr. Andrade number two in the building. There's two of you. He says, Coach, what's worse, taking back your ex or having step boyfriends or step husbands? LOL. What is going on with Trick Daddy? I'm going to go back to the ex. That's the, that's despicable. Trick Daddy said, these are my... Uh, boyfriend-in-laws. Oh, man, we gone. We gone, man. What are we supposed to do out here, man? Even our leaders, our hip-hop artists. Rob, Rock, Rockaway Rob says a little something extra for the coach gang members who can't have their voices heard. And there's a lot of brothers like this. I um, And that was a co-sponsorship, right? Am I tripping? Yeah, it was a co-sponsorship. Let's give you some credit. Yeah, yeah. Let's give you some credit out here. Everybody deserves credit. Sometimes I miss it. But um, shout out to the brothers. That's why um, um, I met a brother today. I was at the Summer League, UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, NBA Summer League. And uh, brother was sitting behind me. He was like, hey, brother, I know you, brother. All right. And he was like, thank you very much for your content. And the real thing here, I know people don't understand, is that I'm taking a tremendous risk in my life and putting this content out. Of course, I get rewarded in many, many ways. But... A lot of you guys can't speak this out. You can't even talk to your own family about this particular information. They'll call you all kind of names, which your brother's going to talk about earlier uh, in a bit. They'll call you all kind of names and all of this stuff. And I've dealt with that. I've taken all the darts. My skin is thick around here. Actually, actually, you know, I don't talk about myself in here, but I know my flaws and I know. Don't let me get a leg up on you, brother. Sis, sis. Because you will be reporting to me. Uh, Mr. Star, we're going to call you, uh, let me see here. We're going to call you Star, Star of Stavridis. I don't know what to call you. The power of words. Check out. He says, check what you have accomplished. He says, may God bless you in the name of the Vader, the son and the Holy Ghost. Never stop this gospel. Thanks. Free agent lifestyle. Peace. That's another. Those are other guys that say, look, man, we got to keep this message going and we got to have fun. And ladies, we can have a little fun, too. And we can shuffle too. Let me check the cash app. We do have a couple more uh, cash apps that I do want to acknowledge before we get into the show. These are our sponsors, so we got to make sure we get a hold of them. Shout out to Michael Reed in the building. That was later uh, earlier today. Mr. Todd C says Big John is called the Prepared Mindset, the Prepared Mind Channel. 
All right, shout out to Big John. All right, was very instrumental. Um, I don't give credit to everybody because you forget sometimes, but Big John was somebody that I tuned into every day. It was kind of like, I can't wait till he drops a video. You know what I mean? And he had a, he had some humor, but he got away with it because, you know, he, he tried to get a little bit more famous in this content before you were allowed to get famous. Like, so before Fresh and Fit, before Kevin Samuels, um, there had to be Big John. And Big John took a risk by trying to go mainstream. And it didn't work out, unfortunately. You know, um, and it actually led to a lot of people losing their channels uh, back in those days where they would do stuff like that, like overnight. Overnight, dude, they came in with a hammer. You know what I mean? They came in with stripping everything. And this was kind of before the days of Super Chat, too. This was the days before Super Chat and really monetization and that type of thing. So uh, Big John, man was big time for for um yeah but he was mig was freedom big john was in between uh you know he was in between sandman and tfm they were already kind of doing their thing and getting in big on that side and then big john came in after that wave and he was the big one then ams came in outside of that context a little bit and he became large relatively quickly and i think big john he he got interviewed on um cnn and uh, I'm going to see if I can pull up that uh, picture. I don't even want to bring it up, maybe, because Big John on the Prepared Mind channel, like, don't bring it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, I can't find it. They didn't scrub. I don't even want to bring it up. All right, Big John, like, be quiet, bro. <laughs> don't bring up my stuff. So he went on CNN, on a TV show on CNN, and he got interviewed, and he was a he was a MGTOW guy. Yeah, he was with the Lisa Ling. He was on Lisa Ling, and... um. Yeah, man, that that was bad news. And so from that point forward, I don't know if you remember, then there was the wave of uh, Dr. Phil wanted to interview a lot of red pill guys. I got messages and I never mentioned it, but um, a lot of other guys got messages and um, they made videos about it. And, and then I started getting Hollywood. I got a Hollywood producer who worked for I can't remember the company, but they did. They produce reality TV shows. And they were contacting me. I probably have 50 to 70,000 subscribers. They were contacting me. Um, the head of casting had got in contact with me and was like, we want to put you on a show or we want to put you as an advisor on the show, on relationship shows, and we want to kind of feature. And at that time, we saw what happened to Big John, and everybody was like, don't, <laughs> Red Pill guy, don't try to become famous, if anybody knows that. And so what happened was they were like, they're trying to get you out there to make you look bad. And uh, that was before the rise of Kevin and Fresh and Fit and all of that stuff. So those were the days. Those were the days of um, YouTube, man. Yeah, that video is probably still on in on it. Anyway. Oh, we we're doing cash apps. I'm still Albert Ingram says I was called G.A.Y. because I don't want kids. Again, um, threaten your masculinity is a way to get you to cooperate. Anytime they can threaten your masculinity, most men used to whip and shake. All right. Most men used to fall for that man up and be a man and be a real man. And um, thank God for the MGTOW movement. Right. So or the MGTOW philosophy, because before that, men didn't know how to overcome these things. We didn't know about gaslighting. So if people the, the criticism about MGTOW, people have to put it in perspective. Those guys. Um, that had that philosophy and claimed it, they put up a big wall. They educated a lot of men on how to deal with the BS. Say what you want about the philosophy itself. 
but they came up with a lot of safeguards to get us to understand what was happening and to never let it never be overcome by it. And so a lot of guys that didn't understand that and completely missed that time of the height of MGTOW, what, what happened is, um, what would happen is the people like they would see Kevin Samuels and fresh and fit and they would come in there and they will say, who hurt you? But we were already ready for that man up. We were already ready for it. We kind of were like, Oh, here it comes. Oh, a little bit of shaming language. Oh, they're trying to get their time. You know, we would have phrases. Oh, that's gaslighting. Oh, here we go. They're using the red herring. Oh, here they come. They're using this particular tactic now. So they came up with a lot of those phraseologies and understanding about how it worked. And of course, now, it's calling you G-A-Y when honestly, yes, now and then Kevin called it sign language. But obviously, the, when when a person says you are an incel, a virgin, or you G-A-Y, um, you know that they don't have anything to dispute what you're talking about. So why would they call you G-A-Y if they're the biggest supporters of G-A-Y people, bar none? The people that would typically use that as a way to shame you typically are the biggest supporters. So if you said something negative about G-A-Y people, guess what those people will do? The same people using that shaming language, they would be up in arms if you said something negative. But they're using it as a negative to attack you, but they're the biggest supporters. Make that make sense. Make it make sense. And so this is the beauty of this um, sphere for all the positives and negatives about it. We actually can prepare and arm men to not even deal with that type of attack because that type of attack it's hypocritical, number one. Number two, it's built on no structure. It's built off nothing. They have nothing to say to you because you're protecting yourself. Oh, not all women. And that again, ever have, uh, we're already prepared for it. It's actually crazy. So anyway, shout out to the brothers that actually have stuck around and continue to make content under all the threats and all of these things that we've come around. And uh, you know what it is. Shout out to higher Emma status says Hunter Biden's video. He loves the feet. Which one, man? That dude's Hunter Biden is a threat to society. He's a menace to society. So he likes feet too. All right. I ain't mad at him. Leaf is in the building. Shout out to you. Uh, Jason says uh, she's a 10, but she won't shave her legs. What is she then? I think she's a three or a 49er. Lyle Pocket says, yo, coachy, can I get a yo husband? <laughs> do you want the pick or do you want the whole video? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we talk about Kevin. I think the fact that he was somewhat effeminate in his, the way he carried himself and spoke that it actually, it actually kind of worked for him and did and, and worked. It was weird because then it could immediately, they could try to use that attack. And then, um, when they use that attack, it's kind of like, you know, like, okay, <laughs> what's wrong with it? It was a weird thing and i think that led to his ability to to go forward because he can ride that wave of hmm i wonder if he really is you know what i mean people made tons and tons of videos i never went in and made videos about the guy related to that i always kind of was just watching like and then he would do something else and i was like oh no nah, he good and then it was something else that happened i'll be like mm. is it too early for these type of texts let's ask him no he don't have nothing to say checked in with him and he has nothing to talk about here so uh but r.i.p to kevin you know he's not here to defend himself so i can't talk about him anyway 
um, somebody says he's used that as a marketing tool. I think, in my opinion, he definitely used that as a marketing tool. I mean, um, I, I think he used that against YouTube and allow YouTube to open up his algorithm. Um, and he might've did it back backstage. I mean, listen, for what you have to say about it, it was a smart move because they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, if you know what I mean, like I think behind the scenes, he probably was telling them, Hey, I represent blah, blah, blah. And then they couldn't cancel him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, look for, for all it's worth, that's actually genius. You know what I mean? Because then they could come to him and be like, well, is he one of us or is he not? <laughs> oh, man. But that was a smart ass move, whether he was or not. And he used it to his advantage. So congratulations to him anyway. Whether that's any of my business or not, I see my likes aren't up. So in the spirit of Kevin, we're going to stop the show for a second. We got 14 million people watching us today. Shout out to everybody. I got money. And uh, what is this over here? How many likes we got? We're short about 120 something likes. So let's get the like button up before we go so we can get more people in here to hear this message. Why you should never go back to an ex. Uh, what are we doing here? Let's go ahead and roll the belly deli girl till we get to 700 likes. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit suck it look? baby girl y'all scared of a little belly deli y'all scared of a little belly deli for what who told you be scared of that belly let it lose son let it i know y'all see the football print the football print go crazy the football print go crazy come on parabola come on y equal x squared maybe cubed on some days and shout out to you, sister. Hey, man, do your thing out there. It is a slow Tuesday. Some of y'all girls coming over tonight look just like that. Don't lie to me. You ain't got a lie to kick it. You ain't got a lie to kick it. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, first part of the show is going to be this one right here. It's uh, the he's a 10. But um, if you found some of these videos on your TikTok, scrolling your TikTok or your Instagram reels, you're going to come across he's a 10. But and many of the videos are. Um, uh, interesting because what they're doing is they're basically saying he's perfect. Sometimes they'll put their boyfriend in the video. Uh, I lost. I literally have lost my link to the he's a 10, but where is it at? Oh, there it is. Uh, how did I lose that? Okay. I found it now. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to share the screen, but I could not find. Now I'm all messed up. Who's messing me up? New, 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 new world order. All right. I'm completely lost. All right. Here we go. Right here. Kaylee, take it away. All right. Here it is right here. He's a 10, but, and so what you're seeing is sometimes they'll have their boyfriend in the video and they'll say he's a 10, but, and then they'll say something negative about him and they'll say he doesn't honor the sidewalk rule, meaning she walks on the side of the curb where a car could wipe her out. Or they'll say he's a three, but he wears his hat backwards. He's a Chad. So that's a good thing. Or he's a 10, but he he invited us on his boat, but the boat is raggedy. And then they'll dock him down. Well, that's really a four. Now, just to be fair, men um, have been participating in this too. She's a 10, but, and like I said, the conversations have been somewhat above board. Maybe she don't shave her legs. Men have to tread lightly with this one. They can't go in on the attack. But what you're finding is women are complaining about men. In essence, the guy's perfect, but 
This is going to make him imperfect. Again, it's the constant complaining that we're hearing. Now, I'm going to share a story. This is going to be a fantastic story, and I should have a banner scrolling on this one. So I'm going to go back and find out why the hell I'm lost here on the damn computer. Uh, the computer. Computer blue. Um, I'm going to share a story with you. You guys want story time? This story has been shared before by the likes of Tom Likas. Shout out to Tom Likas. It's been shared by the likes of probably the Black Philip, <laughs> which is the, the Black Dr. Phil, who is our guy. Um, this is this is embarrassing. You know who I'm talking about. But anyway, it's called the husband store. Anybody heard the story of the husband store? This is called the husband store. Patrice O'Neill. Thank you, brothers. You know, I'm bad with names. If I ever forget your name, don't take it offensive. I forget everybody's name. <laughs> uh, the husband store. Here we go, man. We got to tell this story. This probably is the first time that I've told the husband store story. But if you haven't been in these spaces for a long time, you've heard of the, the husband store. All right, so let's go ahead and say it right here. It says here, the husband store, a brand new store has just opened up in New York City. New, 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 new world order. And it says they, the store sells husbands. When women go to choose a husband, they have to follow the instructions at the entrance. And the entrance says, you may only visit the store once. There are six floors and the value of the products increase as you ascend the flights. You may choose any item from any particular floor, or you may choose to go up to the next floor, but you cannot go back except to exit the building. So a woman goes to the husband store to find a husband. The first floor sign on the door reads, floor number one. These men have jobs. They have jobs. All right, can you guys see? Oh, you don't need to see it. Just watch me. <laughs> Just watch me. The, the first floor reads, these men have yobs. The second floor sign reads, floor number two, these men have yobs and love kids. So the woman probably goes up there. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. She's climbing up the stairs. He has a yob. Mm. I just overbroke, right? Now, the, she's ascending to the floors, and of course, if she's able to read the next sign, that means she didn't select somebody from that floor. She went to the next floor to what? Level up, level up, level up. Level up, level up, level up, level up. <laughs> All right, floor number two, these men have jobs and love kids. The third floor sign reads, floor number three, these men have jobs, love kids, and are extremely good looking. And she says, wow, she thinks. But she feels compelled to keep going. She's got to level up. She goes to the fourth floor and the sign reads, floor number four. These men have yobs, love kids, and are drop-dead gorgeous. They're good-looking, and they help with housework. And she says, oh, mercy, mercy me. She exclaims, I can hardly stand it. Still, she goes to the fifth floor and the sign reads, Floor number five, these men have jobs. They love kids. They're drop-dead gorgeous. They help with housework and have a strong romantic streak. She is so tempted to stay and select from that floor, but she has to. Temptation's gone. She has to go to the sixth floor. When she goes to the sixth floor, the sign reads, floor number six, you are the 31, 31st, 
million person to this floor. 31,456,012 visitor to this floor. There are no men on this floor. This floor exists solely as proof that women are impossible to please. Thank you for shopping at the husband store. New, new. I'm not happy. <laughs> now, they leave with nothing because they keep level up, level up, level up, and they keep being unsatisfied. They think they can do better. They think they can find their Prince Charming if they keep looking and they throw it out there. And they leave with nothing empty-handed. Now, to avoid gender bias here on this show, new, 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 new world order. To avoid gender bias, the store opener opens up a new wives store across the street where they sell new wives. The first floor reads, um, that the wife loves sex. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. The second floor says they have wives that love sex and have money. I got money. The third, fourth, fifth, and sixth floors have never been visited. <laughs> it takes very little to please men. It takes very little to please men. So in this situation, the husband's story is kind of apropos to the story about he's a 10, but he's a 10, but we're going to find what's wrong with him. And in this situation here, the trend is he's a 10, but I'm going to find out what's wrong with him. We're going to expose what's, what's wrong with him. And I didn't have a lot of videos to share on this one. So we're going to see some Becky's, Beckys, um, the first floor of the junior college. Um, we're going to share some basic Becky's telling you about he's a 10, but so you can get an idea. And uh, here it is. Okay. He's a nine, but he has a picture with a fish in his hinge profile. Hold up. Two, what is this? One. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hinge profile. Let's see. Play it. Okay. He's a nine, but he has a picture with a fish in his hinge profile. Two, one. All right. So the famous, he's not good enough. He, you know, how dare you post a selfie? How dare you post a fish in your Tinder profile? Um, And look at these women, bro. I'm just letting you know. Who told you what your number is? I'm just letting you know. What is your number? Do you want to let me know? I I'll let you know what's going on here. He's a six, but he's wearing a backwards hat. Nine. Yeah, that's a high one. Wow. They got their feet out, too. Um, uh, So that's the Chad move. He's a six, but he has a backwards hat. Did you guys realize? Because sometimes, did you guys realize that the backwards hat for basic Beckys is a big one? A backwards hat. Did you guys know that? Mm. Oh, continuing on here. Ten. He's a four, but he has a cottage. Twelve. Oh, wow. <laughs> Seven. Okay, he's a five, but he has your exact same sense of humor. Eight. Really? <laughs> Five. <laughs> oh, boy. Again, uh, we're going to have to bring some seasoning with this just a little bit. <laughs> he's an eight, but he's a Gemini. Two. Two. He's an eight, but he has a reptile obsession. Negative one. One. Negative one. He's a nine, but he calls his mom mummy. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody pooed it. 
He is a nine, but only wears flip flops. Three, seven. What? Seven? <laughs> okay, he's a two, but he drives a G wagon. Seven, three. All right, so you guys get the idea what's going on. They're finding ways to at least say, okay, this guy can upgrade himself by doing this, or he's perfect. But yeah, it's just a little too much. You know what I mean? Like he's he's good, but he's missing this element. Uh, here's another indication here. This one is actually, yeah, this one is actually. He's 10, but he's um, never flossed in his life. Yeah, this one was like, what in the hell? I had to, I wish I had time, but I was at summer league today. I wish I was I had time to pick out some good ones, but this one I had to get stuck with. And he tells his doctor not to do his dentist not to do it. He's a fucking zero. <laughs> He's a seven. But he has like the little off-roading bikes. But I don't know how to ride the bikes. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a six. That's a six. <laughs> Who knows how to ride the bike? He's a six, but he has really nice bedding. He's a ten. Right? Yeah. He's a he's a nine, but he would drink during lunch. He's a nine. <laughs> this is the best America can do. I mean, this is what you guys are signing up for. That's what you're pining for. This is why these are what you guys want to deal with on a regular basis. By the way, ladies, if you're watching me, <laughs> ladies, if you're watching me, answer this question. And if you answer this question, I'll bring you on to if you answer the question with a legitimate comeback, I will invite you on to the show. All right. But you got to have a logical explanation to this question. And the question is, the ladies are listening to me. They're like, finally, this will be my chance. They're pluffing up their, their boobage. They're like, hey, here we go. Let me strap on that bar. <laughs> All right. They're like, but they're getting they saggy waggies. They putting it in their bras. They putting them damn, throw it over your shoulder like a continental shoulder. They packing it in. They like, let me pack it in there. Let me get that right there. Let me tie that up. Let me tie. <laughs> <laughs> If you answer this and it makes sense to me, I will bring you on the show. I'll fly you into Vegas. And then when you get here, I'll give you a tour of the studio. Then I'll give you a tour of the master bedroom. And then we'll go on to the show. I'll get you on the show. All right. E even if you're married, you just have to ask your. And on. <laughs> all right the question is this i wish i had the jeopardy music here uh we do have the prices right music so we'll ask the question with the prices right all right ladies y'all listening listening if you answer this question with logic we're gonna give you a trip come on down come on down you're the next contestant here's the question Shh. are we still dancing Okay. The question is this. If many women have trouble with other women liking them, 
if women themselves tend to be self-conscious and they really don't like themselves, why do you expect men to like you? Get it. Go. Go. <laughs> okay. I just want to know. I'm going to wait. Do you guys, you guys think about this one, ladies? <laughs> I, I forgot to do the Vogue. Next time I'm going to be like, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, ladies, I want to know what you got to have. Email me with fig pictures, please. And uh, before before I nominate a winner on this one, you got to have a logical explanation. And then also, you got to have good feet. I'm just letting you know. Man. Why? Why? And don't tell me you're the table and all of that stuff. Because we're just human beings. We're only human. Born to make mistakes. Why is, I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta say that. Most women don't like you. Y'all can't keep friends. You can't keep friends. You got a new bestie every week. You barely like yourself, but we're supposed to come out here and be like, men are supposed to love us. Men are supposed to do this, and you're supposed to do that. And like, why? Why am I doing all of this? You don't even like yourself. You got to take antidepressants to like yourself, and you barely don't even like yourself then. You can't even keep one stable group of friends. <laughs> okay. Think about your friendship circle. Where they at? When you guys get together, you diss the other friend, and which makes you think, you never be with a friend and you dissing the other friend. Okay, what if you're not there and those two are together? Are they dissing you? <laughs> they actually dissing you. You sitting there like, think about that. You like, hmm. Because you went the other friend and the other friend ain't there and you talking about them. You like, ha <laughs> You sniggling. You can't do nothing but sniggle. You sniggling left and right. <laughs> Sniggle, sniggle, sniggle. Somebody mentioned sniggling earlier today. Studio IC says, man, I can do some sniggling too. <laughs> All right, I, I skipped your chat. I don't know how I skipped you. And that is a co-sponsorship. Lord have mercy, man, shoot me for me, bro. I missed you, Studio IC. I, I missed you. My bad, my bad. He sent the sponsorship talking about he's sniggling. But uh, think about that. If you're with a friend that's willing to dish you in the absence of the other friend, when you're not there, they're dissing you. <laughs> somebody talking about somebody wife busted. Well, I'm just letting y'all know, guys. Uh, take it for what it's worth. The people who be talking the most, never mind. I'm gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna start any static with YouTubers. Let's get to the show. You like the show starting? You're an hour in, sir. Oh, I did. No, I started the show already. Give myself the buzzer. <laughs> All right, let's do. Let's do. You know what? You know what? It's time to do. <laughs> it's not time to leave the show. Oh, hit it or quit it is back. Oh my goodness, it's been a long time. Let's go. We're about to have some fun, man. This is where the brothers contribute. Sometimes we may have to put up a poll. 
We might have to put up a not a stripper poll, ladies. Relax. You might have to put up a poll on this one, ladies. You can contribute. Hey, hit it or quit it is back, man. Hey, who invented thotting? Man, this is going to be a great show. You can contribute with your answers here. Listen, I had only a couple minutes to even think about this, but this was a topic. I thought maybe I should make a whole show. Maybe I shouldn't. Um, we can do it on hit it and quit it. Hit it or quit it. You can hit it and quit it. So uh, here we got right now um, um, the culture. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. If you missed that part of the show, we talked about the evolution of Playboy magazine going into Jet magazine for the black community, the Jet Beauty of the Week. A lot of women wanted to be the Jet Beauty of the Week secretly. You know what I mean? They caught your uncle back in the day, your great, your daddy back in the day used to look at Jet magazine. He'd be like, let me go look at the top 10 albums of the year. You know what I mean? Like of the month. Uh, what albums are the top 10? You know what I mean? Scroll all the way to the back of the magazine to look at the top 10 singles and albums. Then when the mama leave, Jet Beauty of the Week, <laughs> right? Um, white community, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Y'all be like, what are you talking about? Soul Train or something? You don't know what I'm talking about. They're like, what? White people was like, what's Jet Magazine? We don't know. But then that evolved into what? Then we got into the culture of Maxim Magazine. Then we got into the culture of girls going wild at the time. So girls were starting to show themselves, display themselves for less than a T-shirt. All right, very little. And then other girls say, I want to be on Maximum one day. And you're like, what? They wanted to be Playboy magazine. Then it evolved into Model Mayhem. That's when it jumped to the internet. Obviously, the internet did precede that. And the most visited sites when the internet came public were prawn sites. That is the basically thing here. Prawn basically invented the internet. There were people here. You used to be able to pull up free prime like crazy. Um, and then and then it developed into Model Mayhem. And then Model Mayhem proceeded Instagram, Instagram thotting, obviously. And then now we have OnlyFans, TikTok, and so forth and so on. But let's think about the most popular people earlier in the day. Who were the women who were the ones that invented modern-day thotting? All right, we can go back to Marilyn Monroe. But Marilyn Monroe is a little, you know what I mean? Like some of these overweight women do say, well, Marilyn Monroe's my idol. Like Marilyn Monroe was overweight. She was not. All right. She was still like a size six dress. But somebody be size 24 and they'd be like, Marilyn Monroe, she was not the ideal beauty figure. You know what I mean? Like you're like, but she was still hot though. You know, <laughs> she was still kind of slim thick around this month. What was Marilyn Monroe's dress size? <laughs> He was thick, but let me see. I'm going to look it up. Where's Kevin Samuel in the building? All right. Oh, she was size 14. Lies. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Oh, she was a size 14. My ass. I got a picture of her that will show me she was, she was a size 14 when she was in the hotel, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Is it too early? Let's ask her about it. Marilyn, what was your dress size? Oh, she ain't have nothing to say. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and continue with the show. Anyway, let's pump it up a little bit for I'm going to give you a good one. I'm going to give you a good one. <laughs> Where are we at? AOL chat rules of the house. All right. Shout out to those old people out here who remembers this stuff. Holy moly. I got to find where I'm at. All right, so uh, let's give you the earlier days. Let's go around after Mellon and Roll time. How about this woman right here? Pam Greer. So Pam Greer, 
especially for the black exploitation video uh, movie era, Pam Greer was that woman. All right. This is what she looks like now, though. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But this was what Pam Greer looked like every now and then you see her in the afro. But my man Mike used to wear an afro, but he changed it to the curl, you know. Yeah, he changed his nose in the whole nine, but that's another story. <laughs> anyway, all right, shout out to the Afros. People can go back to Betty Page. Betty Page was definitely on that. You can go back to the Black Dahlia. You can go back to a lot of the um, – Betty Page definitely was the pinup girl. You can go back to the pinup days. But we're just going to take it a little bit more where, where you at least had color TV and color pictures. A little bit of color. All right, so, you know, a lot of women secretly wanted to be Pam Greer. You know what I mean? But they did not measure up. This is what they look like. And they said, I think I look like Pam Greer. Mm. You ever have women say that? And they were like, I look like Pam Greer. And you'd be like, Pam Greer when she's 70, not when she was 20. Boy, look at this thing right here. Oh, that's unbelievable. And if you don't, if you don't know what she's packing, not that pistol. If you don't know what's up under that shirt. Um, anyway, you Pam Greer. What do you think? Yeah. Hit it or quit it? Anybody? You, well, I'm, I'm talking about the younger one. <laughs> you ever hear him? She'd be like, I got a butt like, she'd be like this. She'd be like this here. I got a butt like J-Lo. They told me I had a butt like J-Lo. <laughs> You'd be like, are you serious? You can't be serious. Did you wax your mustache this morning? All right, we going Pam Greer. Prime Pam Greer. Prime. This is, in, it's, this is not even the prime or decline game. This is the hit or the quitter game. We do have a prime or decline game. Looks like I lost the... No, I didn't. Yeah, the prime of the client game is still here. So this is a little bit of both. Are we doing it? We hitting it? We hitting it? I'm talking about the young Pam Greer. The young one. Jackie Brown, Pam Greer. All right, we'll go to the next one. All right, here we go right here. A superhead. So we're going forward. We jump, we leapfrog. Actually, before we go to superhead, we're going to go to this one. We're going to stay in the 80s. We're going to go to the 80s. Phoebe Cates. Everybody remembers Phoebe Cates. Fast times at Ridgemont High. You know, she was looking all junior college -y. Listen, I didn't put her in the movie. But she got them flatbacks reporting for duty here. Everybody remembers Phoebe Cates. She has that classic scene, that dream sequence where she walks up in that red bikini. And uh, anybody else uh, hit her or quit it? Hit her, quit it. Let me know. Let me know. And she has that scene. Everybody knows that scene where she walks up and she unbuttons her. And then the scene goes off. Um, We're talking about Prime. And yeah, Gremlins, Phoebe Cates. And so anybody want to know what the scene actually looks like, there is a gif or a gif of it. But I don't know if I can play it for YouTube. I don't know if I can play the gif. But this poster probably sold more posters than anything. Right? She got them flat back. This is the definition of the flat back for sure. Uh, this is when before uh, white women started eating poor people's food. You know what I mean? And the and the hormones start plumping them up like like overdeveloped people in the community. That's another episode, by the way. If you really want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm just a menace to society sometimes, man. But then what happened was they start eating all that free $5 Taco Bell, like all the people in the community. You know what I mean? They started eating all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden, they start coming back less flat-backed. 
are we hitting the quit? Yeah, I was gonna put Farrah Fawcett on too, but um, you know, I was kind of like, should I put Farrah Fawcett on this one? Let's put Farrah Fawcett up. Let's go ahead and take it down for a second. We'll put Farrah Fawcett up. She deserves her, she deserves a little bit of run here, shine. Farrah Fawcett. She kind of would be the the blonde woman here that uh so this is her most famous poster. It sold posters like crazy. So we have a lot of old men in here. We definitely have 50 and 60 year old men watching. Uh, this poster right here was the big seller. This poster was on even on the wall of Jack Tripper. Even Jack Tripper had this on there on her. So this poster right here, uh, and if you know Farrah Fawcett is what? She, she, she Looney Tunes. All right. She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but she did look good back here. Even Chrissy Snow, the character on this is really old people show. Even Chrissy Snow was what? She was a carbon copy of Farrah Fawcett, you know, with the with the feathered hair and the basically the, the you know, the blonde here. Blondes want to have fun. Charlie's Angel style. Farrah Fawcett, what y'all doing? Y'all hitting hit Farrah Fawcett or what? All right. Some people don't like fat black flatbacks. All right, uh, shout out to the old people here. Uh, Superhead, let's go ahead and go into the 90s, into the 2000s. This was probably the person that proceeded. If Superhead had inter internet, I want y'all to think about this. If this woman had the power of the internet when she was famous, she probably be, would be more famous than she actually is. But she didn't have what internet was today. As a matter of fact, the standard of being this explicit with her, this actually led her to, um, she actually still had a little bit of a standard in America where this was out of the box. This was outside the lines. It was kind of like, nah. She was Brittany Renner before Brittany Renner. All right, so uh, that's not the best picture of her, but this is Superhead. If she had the power of the internet, she would be way bigger than she is today. But she didn't even have the power of the internet. She couldn't even control what imagery she put out. But she proceeded because of what she did. She allowed the people that uh, are famous now or were famous 10 years ago to be famous today. Are y'all hitting the quitting superhead? Uh, uh, apparently she has superhead. I don't know. What about this woman right here? Little Kim. Where's the famous picture of Little Kim? Do y'all want to really see that most famous where y'all saw that monkey? And y'all was like the famous picture of Little Kim. Album cover. I'm going to show that album cover. Y'all already passing on Little Kim. But there was a cover that Little Kim did that basically sums up modern thoughtism today. I'm going to show you the poster. I mean, I'm going to show you the album cover. This cover right here. I remember seeing this cover and I was like, mm, what in the hell is going on here? This cover was, this preceded modern day thoughtism. Like this preceded what, this has preceded the internet. This poster and this album cover was before Instagram. It was before Bottle Mayhem. And she had her feet out and she had the monkey all up out. And we was looking at it. You, most of y'all haven't even seen nothing like this before. Y'all was like, what? Little Kim. Now she looks like uh, Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? This is what she looks like now. All right, where's she at? She looked like Michael Jackson's twin brother, lost long, lost, lost brother. This is what she looks like now. 
All right, where's a good picture of her? Right here. Now she looks like Michael Jackson's long lost brother. How about this? I'm I'm definitely going to quit on this one. I never would have. <laughs> she looked like Freddie Jackson. Uh, continuing on. Yeah, I'm going to quit on this one for sure. There's no way. I Nilo Kim was too raunchy for me. I was like, she's naturally nasty. All right. Um, Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Think about this. Anna Kornikova did have the internet. And she was she was the most famous person on the internet at one particular point. And do not debate me on this one. She was the most famous woman on the internet. Let me go ahead and look it up. Uh, let me see here. Why do I have height on there? Most famous person on internet. On internet. Now, she had the power of the internet, but just think about this. She didn't even have social media at the time. There was no even social media. She was the most looked up person on the internet. Anna Kornikova. But wait a minute. And I was like, Marvishova, Shova, Kornikova. I was trying to go over and find me a Tatiana, Saskiana. I was trying to find me a Russian woman. All right, this is after Russia them broke up. All right, they broke up to a thousand pieces. I was like, where is this woman from? Latvia, Russia, I don't know. But I'm going wherever she at, I'm at. Now, um, Anna Kornikova was famous for tennis. But she never won a major tournament. So everybody would diss her. She was probably pretty good, but her serve was whack. And so anytime she faced somebody that could smack her serve back, it was a mess. She never got her serve quite right. And so anybody that has played tennis knows if your serve is whack, you're not going to advance pretty, pretty far. Every now and then she'll get to a quarterfinal, semifinal. But uh, she was a darling on ESPN before ESPN went woke. They would show Anna Kornikova highlights. And they would slow-mo her, you know what I mean, Anna Kornikova. So are y'all hitting the Quentin Kornikova, Pasitova, Saskiana, Tatiana, Natashka? Wherever they producing Kornikova's at. <laughs> oh, so Kornikova was popular. She she used her beauty, in essence, her, her standard of beauty, to become famous, the most famous person on the internet, despite not winning tournaments. How crazy is that? And actually her mother, if you guys don't know, this is something that you guys got to know about young darlings of the world. Mothers sell them out. So her mother pushed her to do AKA modeling, if you will. And her mother was the one pushing her to do this. So her mother, and by the way, Kornikova at the time of her infamy, her fame was 15, 16, and 17. So put that into perspective. By the time she became 18, 19, and 20, her fame dropped. But she was the most famous person on the internet as a teenager. Wait a minute. what is Who, who played that music? I want you to think about that. And her mother, as she was 16 and 17, pushed her out there um, to become the most famous person. <laughs> he says, the Madam Pimp. Oh, it's... Uh, let's see here. I know my history. Who played that junior college music? Well, it must be, it must be, it, it must be legal in Russia. <laughs> All right. Let me look that up. I'm definitely on the hit list here for sure. All right. Uh, who's the next person? Paris. And I put Nikki Hilton, but this should be um 
Nikki. This shouldn't be Nikki Hilton. It should be. What's the girl's name? She was on the Dumb and Dumber show. Not Nikki Hilton. It was Nikki. Uh, it was Lionel Richie. Nikki Richie. Richie. Nicole Richie. That's what it is. Nicole Richie. This girl right here. Why did I pull Nikki Hilton up? But I don't know if you know. Before there was Kim Kardashian. Before there was the dumb, the person that was famous for nothing, there was Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton. And matter of fact, Kim Kardashian took the mold of what Paris Hilton created and made it herself and brought it to a different level. Obviously, she used Ray J's sex tape to do so. But without Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton, you wouldn't have gotten the low rise pants craze. You wouldn't have got. The remember the little short skirt that women were wear. It was low rise and then short. You wouldn't have got the tramp stamp. You wouldn't have got the whale tail. <laughs> okay, without Paris Hilton, you would not have modern thoughtism at all. They preceded that. They actually passed that along. Now Paris Hilton was still kind of, you know, she still had handlers, if you will. So she didn't go completely off the rail. She didn't completely expose herself. It was not until Kim Kardashian. It wasn't, oh, oh, by the way, are we hitting Paris or Nicole Richie? I'm passing on both. Mm. Yeah, she too flat back. I mean, she's too long backed it to me. I like a long back, but that back a little too long for me. Like, look. Yeah, that mm, that looks painful. And I know the I know that this is Nikki Hilton now. Oh my god. Do not get me started, bro. That's what Nikki Hilton looks like now. Holy moly. Boy, the wall be undefeated, bro. She looks 70 years old. Oh, by the way, Paris Hilton did get a have a sex tape, right? And I, I don't know if her sex tape actually preceded Kim Kardashian's. I think it did. And I think I saw it, and it was so whack, it wasn't even worth dissing. You people need to listen. Shout out to Mac 10. Um, her sex tape was so whack, I was like, oh, my God. And I think I probably was, like, college-aged at the time. Like, I hope I never have a woman like that. So, um, anyway. Yeah, One Night in Paris. I think she did have that right before the Kardashians. But without Kim without Paris Hilton, there's no Kim Kardashian. So did Kim Kardashian actually invent that culture or did she take it to the next level? Of course, just like Anna Kornikova, we discovered that her mom was the one that pushed her into this. So a lot of young women want to be Kim Kardashian, but do you have a mama that will sell you out in order for you to be the Kim Kardashian? See, you don't have that mix. That's what you need now. Many of them have friends that will record them and all that stuff. Um, and Kim had the ability to use the internet in ways that these other women didn't either have or use it in that way. And that propelled her potentially to the top of the modern thoughtism. Okay. Oh, she also has a link to OJ, right? So the name was, she had name recognition. Anybody that was old enough to remember her father, Robert Kardashian, uh, during the OJ trial, um, they apparently did claim to have lose, lost all of their wealth at that particular point when the father did die. So they were like supposedly not rich, but they still went to the same schools and all that stuff as the Kardashian. I mean, as the Hiltons and whatnot. So they still were inside. Uh, she was a 
She was a um, she was either a makeup artist for Brandy. That's how she got linked to Ray J. So she was in the industry, right? She ended up marrying the producer that was producing for uh, Bad Boy Records or something like that. Um, so she was in the industry at that point enough to get her over the top. And then with the use of her mother, right? Her mother selling her out in essence, you know, pimping or pandering her at a very young age. You got to have the mom. You got to have the, the um, what they would call a, um, not the industry mom. They call it something specific in, in Hollywood or in acting. The, the studio mom, the, I can't remember what they call it, but yeah, you got to have the dance mom essentially that keeps you going forward. Um, anybody hitting, anybody hitting Paris Hilton, by the way? I'm sorry, uh, this is Kim Kardashian. Uh, the stage mom, thank you, man. Boy, I remember some things and some things, you know. The handler, the stage mom. The stage mom is essential to your growth if you're going to be pushed out there. They're essential to your growth. If you don't have the stage mom, yeah, it's the stage mom. You don't have the stage mom, it's out. Anybody that's been in the industry knows about the stage mom. Uh, let's go to the next one, Brittany Renner. So, uh, so for so a lot of young people, a lot of this, what you're seeing now has been already done before. It's been seen before. It's been heard before. It's been done before. And so a Brittany Renner seems to, to be somewhat what you would say. Wow. She might've come. She might've invented modern day thoughtism. Did she really though? Or did she, um, basically carbon copy what everybody else had done before her? She might not have had the stage mom or the presence, but she definitely did have the internet access to be able to excel, you know, filters and all of this stuff to be able to excel to great heights. So are we hitting Brittany Renner? All right, this is the Hit It or Quit It show. Are we hitting Brittany Renner? And of course, we don't we don't get to see with time. We'll get to see where Brittany Renner goes with her looks. She could end up looking like a phenomenal older woman. Or she could end up looking like Jasmine Guy. We don't quite know yet. You know, light-skinned women, it's a fine line on their aging. You know what I mean? It's You just don't know. You know, light-skinned women, she could end up looking like Lisa Bonet. You know, at 55, getting divorced and remarried again to Jason Momoa. Like, you know, when they 20... And 16 and 18 and 24, light-skinned women be, woo! <laughs> but then all of a sudden, she looks like Jasmine Guy at 32. Shout out to Jasmine Guy. Where are we at? Jasmine Guy. Let me pull it up. Jasmine Guy. Y'all hitting Jasmine Guy? Uh, here's Jasmine guy here. Shout out to Jasmine guy. She about to take an L. She like Jasmine guy watches my show. She's like, what did I do to y'all? What did I do to y'all? What did I do to deserve this? Jasmine guy says, forget that Botox ish. We just going to let this ride out. It was off. It was off the rails by 32 for Jasmine guy. Uh, but, but if y'all don't know, Jasmine guy, when she was younger, when she, that's, why are we doing her like this, man? Uh, let me see here. When she was young, Jasmine got where's she at right here? It's this is Jasmine guy. <laughs> time is cruel to women, but ladies, have no fear. Time's cruel to men too. I just want the ladies to know, time is cruel to men too. You're not the only one that don't benefit. I mean, that gets uh beat up by time. 
See, men, we start off awkward, all gangly looking, goofy, buck tooth. <laughs> Our two teeth look like Bugs Bunny. They all snaggle tooth. Men got awkward, hair acne, back acne, face acne, ugly, gangly, bird chested. And then what happens is we grow into our masculine. You know what I mean? We start filling out. We get a little bit of, you know, beard growth. You know what I mean? You get the five o'clock shadow. You start looking somewhat dark, tall, dark, and handsome. You start looking, even when you mature older, you get a little bit of gray. You get a little bit of gray in your hair. The women are like, there's something a little sexy about that handsome man. But we started off life. We started off life rough. So I don't feel bad for you ladies when you age and we diss you because y'all sure did not spare me any pain and misery. Yes, who hurt me? You guys were cruel to us and you hurt us. You hurt us when we were 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And you were our same age and we were like, we just want a little bit of stank on our finger. And then we had to go to the guys, you need to... Wait, you need to learn game. You need to get a Cadillac Escalade with the Latrell Sprue Rail rims. You need to put your hat backwards. You need to be Chad or Tyrone. Y'all were cruel to us. Y'all sniggled at us when we came up and approached you all awkward. <clears throat> okay. Um. Hello, ladies. And they was like... <laughs> Y'all laughed at us. Y'all called us broke, dirty, dusty. You called us ashy. <laughs> Y'all dissed us. Y'all sniggled at us. Y'all laughed at us outright. You called us names. You dissed our body. You called us broke. And we had to take it. We had to take it. We had to take it when we were 15, 16, 17. Some of us took it until we were 23. 33 and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. yep y'all called us scrubs y'all hung out the song y'all made a whole song about it i don't want no scrub in the body ain't get no love from me taking out the passenger side in the basket right trying to holler at me y'all called us all kind of stuff and we watched y'all 10 toes up get smashed by the dude with the latrell spiro rims we watched y'all go with Chad. We watched y'all go with Pookie, Tyrone. And we had to sit there and watch. Now we got our masculine. You know what I mean? We in there. We feeling ourselves. We smelling ourselves. You smelling me? Situations will arise. You smelling me? Now we good. We riding dirty. I'm riding in the 911 in these old straggle daggles. What happened? Y'all so straggled daggers. <laughs> now looking at me, oh, coach, you look like you're a good man. You're handsome, high handsome. And they looking toe up from the flow up. They looking beat up from the feet up. And now they want to come up. You're 40, I'm 40. We'd make a great power couple. Wait a minute. Nope. Hey, stranger. Hey, big Ed. Hey, handsome. I saw you on Facebook. Look like your life's going well. 
they looking beat down from the forehead down. And they want to come up to us with they thinning hairlines. <laughs> so, ladies, never feel, never feel that we're laughing at you. Sure, we're getting the last niggle. Men always get the last niggle. We be sniggling. <laughs> but then they want to call it hate. But what was it when I was in high school? What was it when I was in college? What, what, what was it when I was in post-college and I was trying to grow my Tupac goatee? And it was like, look at this goatee. He trying to look like Tupac, but he looked like one Pac. Mm. Look at him, boy. You bony. You need to do a couple of push-ups. <laughs> you will never be my. Yeah, yeah. And on <laughs> <laughs> so ladies man turnabout's fair play you know what we always get the last niggle and we get in the last niggle what happened to jasmine guy sean what is this sean all right we got to end this game sean how did you start off like this sean you started off like this sean you started off like this you started off like, like this sean and then sean you ended off like this sean like what happened sean yo this can't be real sean Boy, man, time is cruel, Sean. All right. Like, this how you ended off life, Sean. I mean, you still got some time, though, Sean. You looking like, you know what I'm saying? You should be in, like, magnificent, Sean. <laughs> All right. Jasmine got, yo, Sean, this cannot be real, Sean. What is this, Sean? Look at this Kadeem, this, this Kadeem Hardison. He was the goofy. Okay, let's put it in perspective. Let's put this in perspective. I know he kind of carrying some weight here, and he got this just for men in his beard. Shout out to Kateem Hardison, Sean. He might be a raging liberal, so I don't like him, Sean. He played the goofy. This is how great. He played the goofy. He paid you when you were 18. He played you when you were 19 and 20. And he finally got the girl after she didn't been ran through by the door. He played the goofy. And, Sean, this is what he looked like now, Sean. And this is what Jasmine Guy looked like, Sean. He looking pretty good. He done filled out. He got his belly going. He got some muscular, some muscularity going a little bit. He got his hairline. I don't know if it's real. He got his beard dye in. It's all lined up. And they took the scissors to it too, Sean, and the Just For Men to it. They didn't beat his ass with the Just For Men. Well, look at him. Same age, same age progression. They went from this where he was the goofy. And now, Sean, look what happened. Bro, wow, 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 wow. Mm. Shout out to the wow. Now, some of us don't age that well. I did. Somebody said, do I use just for men? I've Do I use beard dye? I've already gone over that. <laughs> okay, I've gone over that. I don't want to be walking around. Jaw cancer, 70 years old. Hi, everybody. My name is Greg Dadum, and I'm a victim of beard dye. I put too much beard dye in my beard. I could not pronounce anything on the... Just let it go, brothers. Just come on home. I challenge you to pronounce anything in that beard dye. <laughs> you be gonna be like this. Hey, and shout out to everybody, company that make beard dye. I guess I'm not getting sponsored by them. Y'all... <laughs> pronounce anything on the beard dye box. You'd be like this, looking at this. You're like, oh. And you rub that in your jaw and into your bloodstream. And it burns, bro. I used to do it. You'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you rubbing that into your face, which has a thin layer of protection between your face and your jaw. Uh, but you do you, bro. You know, if you want to look older, you looking like Ed Lover. You looking like Ed Lover. You know, them brothers just come out and they get their beard trim and they put they just for men and they be like, <laughs> you're like, that don't even look right, man. Like you look 49 with all black beard. <laughs> like, and they take a picture, just came out of the barbershop. I'm like, wait till you turn 25 years older. <laughs> yeah, they say, oh, just spray paint it. Now, nah, I'm not going through all that trouble, man. Them ladies love my gray beard. Ladies love the gray beard. Don't let them fool you, man. Do not, hey, man, go join me on my, just join me on my coachgregadams.local.com. Join me on there. I will show you messages from 20-year-old women because they'd be like, you don't get no 20-year-old. They're on there. They like, how can I come see that beard, daddy? I just want to rub it. I just run to rub my hair that beard. Now, when they out in the open, they acting like, oh, I don't know, that old guy, nothing. But behind the scenes, behind the scenes, them girls be like, I just want to caress it. Can I come over and feel Gen Z women are for sale. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. And if they sell in a bit, you know what coach does. If they're celibate, we buy a bit. End of the show. End, end of the hit of the quiz. Remember, gentlemen, what I told you, this is what I tell you. You have to understand women. When you go to understanding them, you will never love them. You will never have the ability to love them. It's like taking the red pill. Once you understand them, you they're, they're useful. You will never hate them. You'll just understand them. The one thing that you have to understand is never trust their words, always trust their actions. Never trust what they say in public because, listen, when it comes to public with women, I'm just letting you know, we're teaching men about women. We're teaching them about women. What they say in public is a facade. They're saying that to protect their dignity. They're saying these things to protect their reputation. So they may say something thing like this. They may something say something like this. It'll be a 22-year-old woman. I would never date an older men. This is a lie. <laughs> this is an absolute lie. Now, she might not date one in public. She might tell uh, about the dirty old men that, like her profile or contact her on Tinder, this is disgusting. I can't believe it. But I'm going to guarantee you, her belly going to start uh, uh, grumbling at some particular point. Her belly going to start grumbling. And under the cover of night, women operate. By about 9.30, and you start healing the, oh, and you see the clouds cover up the, the full moon. That's the real woman. That's who she is. And what she does at that particular point in her life, 9.30 p.m., 10 30, 11 30, 12, 1, 2, 3 p 3 a.m. That's really her. That's who she is. When nobody can see her. When nobody when nobody can judge her, she does what she does. So she might say, I'm a virgin, I'm celibate. But at 9 30, 10, hey stranger. Hey, big head, what you doing? I was just thinking, you want to come slide through? Sneaky link, blah, blah, blah. Ask an Uber driver that drives Ubers at 11 30 p.m. They know real women. They know what they do. They catch them sneaking and sliding, dip, dip, diving, and so socializing, bro. So 
whatever they say in public means absolutely nothing most of the time. They're just trying to protect their reputation. This is an internal instinct because socially they actually go down the rung if their reputation is busted. So they might say something like, I never date an old man and old men are disgusting and nasty. If their belly start grumbling loud enough, they'll sell themselves to that guy or they'll show up or they'll have a sugar daddy on the side. Guys, I'm letting you know, bro. I'm, I'm just letting you know. And I know this. So when I find marks that come over to my channel to try to just try to put that mythology out there, I'm just going, bro. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys don't know. You guys don't know yet. Whatever they say in public is just not true. It's not the true representation of themselves. And that's because of the social dynamics. It's not because they're bad people. It's not malicious, but that's just that they have the reputation to protect. But when the cover of night, when the moon hits the light, what is the song? Jack the Knife, Frank Sinatra. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. Now they coming out in broad daylight, like zombies and thriller. They be like, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun. They be like, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun. It's close to me, night. Where did where are we going here? Let me do some contributions to today's show. I am too. Far behind. <laughs> they in they got these lot lizards outside in broad day now. The girl's like, what reputation? I'm for sale. They were all on social media. God, look, man. Hey, reputation, my ass. Give me the money. I got show money. me the money. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. All right, I'm way, way behind. Apologies, man. I got Robert. I got, oh, we're going KT King. I'll be like, man, read this up. Super chats. Uh, he says, coach, uh, please cover not going back to your ex situation when kids are involved. All right, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Sorry, man. I, I apologize, man. You know, we just having fun today. Who is this in here? Coachy, my ex chick finally got a job. I knew she'd monkey branched to some simp, so I dumped her. And she came back after the simp did not have money later. And she found out I was at the Fresno State Junior College and she was obsolete. One of the best things a woman can do is break up with you in your 30s. I mean, and then what's going to happen is by the time we're going to get to that. I'm before I'm jumping ahead. But you it's a blessing in disguise because time is on your side. Uh, Mr. Perkins says, what's up, coach? Just got my CDL and I'm making one. He's not. He's making 80K per year. I got money. And have been grinding with my online fitness business. That's at 75K. I got money. Hey, man, shout out to you. He says, my baby mom be trying to flirt with me now because she know. I got money. Leave them behind, man. Leave them behind. Shout out to you. Congratulations. You be on your grind. I've always told you, it doesn't take men long to turn their life around, right? We can turn it around because we have the tools already. We're blessed with the toolbox. Like women are blessed with beauties. Beauty, many of you, not all. Look, <laughs> now I'm going to say not all women, but men are blessed with a toolbox to produce and create and have vision. And we actually can put a little elbow grease into our life with a little bit of focus with the big head, outthinking a little head. 
we can literally turn our lives around in, in a year or two, maybe three. We can become a different person with clarity, vision, and all of that stuff. So congratulations. And this is what our toolbox is. This is our gift from nature or the most high or whoever you believe in, God, cheese. And so I've been telling guys, man, just apply yourself. I know it's tough for you guys. I know it seems like things are impossible, but you'll look back and do something that you thought was impossible. And you'll look back and go, damn, that was so easy for me to do. Shout out to Mr. Harley, Robert Harley, coach gang in the building. We'll love a follow-up on letting the nice guy die. He says being nice and taking her back won't help her or you. Okay. Or you. Do not the nice guy act with somebody who has broken up just doesn't work. Okay, we got Kalen F. He says, Coach, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Farrah Fawcett died on the same day as Michael Jackson died. Oh, and Farrah Fawcett people were upset. They were like, Michael Jackson upstaged me. <laughs> she was like, How dare he? Yes, I remember that. Farrah Fawcett died, and then later that day, Michael Jackson died. Oh, the Farrah Fawcett family was pissed. Cause they were like, oh, they're following her, they're following her damn casket and carcass all the way down in Hollywood. This is a horrible day. We're gonna get major publicity. And then Michael Jackson died. Nobody remembered Farrah Foster. They was like, she dead, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Cavalier. It's not Cavalier, it's Shavar. <laughs> what is it? Chevalier. <laughs> We're gonna call you. We're gonna call you KC in the building sponsoring a mini scholarship in the building. All right, we're going to all benefit from that, definitely. Brian Horsley's back in the building on the Cash App. Mr. Lone Wolf says donating for, he says donation for having me LOL on the episode butt popping. All right, the butt popping episode. <laughs> I don't know what part was so funny. All right, we got it, brother. Mr. Don Juan, the Bishop Don Juan. Marcus is in the building. She's an eight, but opens her mouth. She's a four. And we know that. We know that. We challenged, we challenged the ladies. The ladies, if you want to know the challenge, let me know. I mentioned it this morning, but not everybody watches the show. We have the ladies challenge in here. He says she's a five, but uh she's a five box on demand and cooks and cleans. What number is she? Um, I would say an eight, seven and a half, seven. <laughs> All right. Uh um, guys, it doesn't take a very attractive woman to be successful with men. That's another myth. All right. And it's a myth that men don't understand. Right. Um, it doesn't take an attractive woman to be successful with men. And uh, the people who are going above and beyond and all of this stuff, doing too much and surgeries and all of this stuff, they're, they're not going to win in the end. And I know it and I know it with time. And so a lot of these people are so insecure that they have to go above and beyond and kind of look like drag queens. And they think that's going to make them successful with men. But your personality is stank. You got a stinking personality. That's why you suck with men. Okay. I know some very plain looking women that you do fantastic with men. And they don't be out here thotting around. So they'd be like, they'll find a guy and lock in. One more thing that actually would make women more successful with men if they admit that men are poly, po uh, polygamous, polygynous. Now, I know, ladies, that's a tough, sore subject with you. I played a clip at the beginning of the stream. But here's the reality. You sharing men, whether you know you sharing them or you don't know you're sharing them. <laughs> Just the idea that you trying to level up, you're sharing a guy. You're sharing that man. 
I know you think your man's loyal. He'll never cheat on me. How many times have you heard a woman say that? My man will never cheat on me. And then they find out. They be like, oh, my God, I found out he was with 12 other. I thought he loved my peace leave. I didn't give it to him all the time. I made him work for it. I held it over his head. I used it as a reward or a penalty system. But he loved mine. And it was the best. I put it on him. Every time I put it on him, he roared and he fell asleep. And he woke up. He said, girl, that was the best I ever had. You the best. You the best I ever had. And now he done left me. Now he's sharing. Now I'm sharing him. Hey, ladies, here's a secret. Every man tells a woman that the box that you she he she he just gave her, she just gave him, is good. Now, most men are confused as to why he believes the box is good. The box is not that good. It's pretty much going to be the same. It's all in his head, number one. And number two, what makes him feel good? is the endorphins and the hormones that and just raged in his body. That's what made him feel good. Before, he just had to get a little friction to accomplish getting that happening. So what he feels is euphoria. It was not pro produced on basically what you did because 90% of what happened there is accomplished by him. He did all the work. He had to lift them big-ass legs up. He had to flip you over. He had to pull the hair and then continue to hit a five-stroke special. He the one had to slap the butt. You was just sitting there. <laughs> you just showed up, and he done flipped you. He done backed it up, flipped it, rubbed it down. You followed his lead. You laid there. All you did was take in air and pant and yell. If that, close your eyes. You was all looking goofy. He was looking at your face. This is a family show, by the way. With that being said, he did 90% of the work. Every now and then, she was like, let me jump. By the way, did you guys know that there's a salami riding school? Society's done. They're teaching women how to straddle. You go up there for about 15, 25 seconds. Oh, my quads are tired. <laughs> Dude, the endorphins make him feel good, and then he wakes up out of his slumber. And then he goes, girl, that was so good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not so good it was what it, it's what his feeling on the inside and outside <laughs> somebody said there's a video floating around about that yeah I, there's a video on instagram i put it on my story society's done where are we going with society shout out to jason webb over here shout out to john appreciate you Loud Pocket says, Queen Elizabeth Shun invented thotting. Queen Elizabeth. Wow. How old was Queen Elizabeth? God save the queen, by the way. How old was Queen Elizabeth when she ascended to the throne? Times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> I'm sure she was junior college age, if I'm not mistaken. So I said 99. Uh, I think, was she 26? Shout out to the brothers in the United Kingdom. I think she was, I think she was pretty young. I think she was young, young. Young men. 22? I got 22, 24, 25. Somebody Google it. She came from Nigeria when she was 16. Island boys represent. We all know that. There's great stories about older men. Like, think of think of the story of the Titanic, right? Where they made the story 
and then the girl was married, and then she had the little fling under the. They got stories like that. Boy, that's a red pill for you. She had the husband, but she wanted to get piped down by the the guy that's going to paint her down the low the low level, somewhat pooky Tyrone that Leonardo DiCaprio. She fell in love with him, but then was you know what I mean? Like think about it. And then she never let him go. Like Jada never let go Tupac. Like think about it, guys. Man, the woman that you're with. Let's do a Chris Rock interpretation. And shout out to Chris Rock. He follows us here on YouTube over here. Or at least on Instagram. That's when you know you're famous, man. Hey, I'm famous, man. Chris Rock follows me, Sean. Hey, man. Um, Let's do a Chris Rock. Ladies, I'm sorry, gentlemen. If you have your girlfriend or your, your wife near you. If you have your girlfriend or wife near you. I want you to do this real quick. All right. Or ladies, your husband. And on. <laughs> Um, the queen was 27 years old. Uh, gentlemen, look at your woman right now. Go look at your girl. Cause I know a lot of guys watch me with their girl in the room and they're just, I'm not happy. <laughs> look at your girl. And I want you to realize this. She looks at you sometimes. It's like, mm, why am I with this dude? Safety, security and whatnot. The reality is. And I know you got to hear this. You were not her first choice. A lot of guys can't accept that. Some guys can accept that. But I want you to know this. When you were choosing, when she was choosing you or you were choosing her and it was down to the wire and you were trying to convince her, she brought over and dropped off some peace leave to you. When she was giving you, you know, you was giving a little, she was sexing you up a little bit. I want to sex you up. I want you to know this, gentlemen. There was another guy in the background. There was another guy in the foreground. It was down for her choosing, choosy love. Uh, there was another guy <laughs> that was in the picture, potentially getting them guts at the same time. You don't want to hear this, do you? Now, this is true. I trust me, guys. I understand women. This has been going on for a long time. There was another guy in the picture. She told you to not worry about that guy. That guy's just my friend. He's like this. But down to the wire of her saying, I'll take your commitment. And she put pressure on you to commit. You know why? Because there was another guy in the picture putting pressure on her to decide. And she was going, mm, which one? And she had to choose. She actually talked to her friend. She used to have conversations with her friend. Which one? Should I go with Eric or should I go with Dante? And her friends would go, but Eric has this, but Dante has this. But mm, Eric doesn't quite do this. He doesn't quite do it for my belly. He doesn't push it to the esophagus. But Dante pushes it to the esophagus, but he broke. See, right now, go look at your woman right now. Look at her. Down to when she committed with you and settled for you, there was another man in the background running spyware. And you don't know. The whole time that she was down to the end, she was choosing like, yeah, the Jeopardy song. She was like, mm, 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 mm. and she settled on you. She went. And that's you. <laughs> that's how you got your girl. <laughs> Not only that, her ex-boyfriend may have been in the picture the whole time. 
her ex-boyfriend was in the picture. We're going to get to exes now, an hour and 45 minutes into the show. But back in back then, her ex was in the picture. Whoever she broke up with, she's still in love with her. She's still in love with them, like, like the woman on the Titanic movie. She was still in love. She was in with her lost love. Her first man, the man that imprinted her. If he ever called her up, she would go run to that man. She'd run to that man. She'd run to him. This is the reality of the situation. And she ran to him while you were trying to pick her and bet her. While you were trying to put her, you know, she was pressuring you. I'm going to give you an ultimatum. You commit to me now or I'm forever gone. Why was she saying that? Her ex-boyfriend was in the picture. And there was another guy in the picture. And then you. And that's you. I know you don't want to think about this. But it's true. Oh, it's damn true. But it's okay. I don't hold that against women. Listen, there was other hoes in the background of me, too. You know what I mean? You know, when I chose you, it was down to a couple of girls, too. And I got rid of all my hoes. I wish I did. And I got rid of all of them. And I chose you. And that's you. And I and I took an L. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into the X's. Guys, this, is, this should not take long. Yes, your girl was getting sexed while you were trying to get her to commit to you. Yes. Isn't that a, that's a cold, cold world. Ladies, is anyone want to dispute this? Anyone? <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Never let an old flame burn you twice. This is going to be the theme of today's segment here. Never let an old flame burn you twice. We have the biggest people. We got, we got 17 million people in here. Hit the like button. Never let an old flame uh, burn you twice. Never go back to something that's old. So we're going to give you three reasons to never go back. Baby, come back. Something, 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 something. You chilling. You broke up with your girl. You all in your feelings. She didn't hurt you. She didn't twisted your heart. You thought you was the only guy. You found out there was another guy in the picture, but they was just friends. And you never really got an indication of why you broke up, but you broke up. Many people break up and you don't get the full story to maybe six months later, a year later, five years later. Many people in marriages get divorced. They don't even know why they got divorced until 10 years later. It don't even really come out. And then you realize, damn, that little reason what, what made us get divorced. There was somebody running spyware in the background. There was somebody at her job putting, you know, bending her ear. I got a great story about a friend of mine that got divorced. And uh, what he found out was um, that he uh, that she was playing. She was she was a former college volleyball player. And he played college basketball. But what happened was she got into rec league volleyball after she produced three or four kids. And she started playing rec league volleyball. Well, what happened was she would go to these rec leagues. I got to play a tournament today and I got to go to play volleyball on Wednesday nights. But there were guys putting a little bit of game in her ear while she's a marital woman. And she believed that that if she left her husband, she would have just multiple guys. You know, she was feeling good. She lost her baby weight. She was getting her body back. And um what ended up happening was she thought that she had options, right? But married women have to know there's nothing out here but a shark. So stay with your husband, all right? Stay with your husband. Do not come out here in these streets. Wait. It's in these streets. Stay with your husband. If you come out here, you're going to get piped down, pumped, and dumped, and sent back to your husband, all right? That's what they're going to do to your ass. They're going to uh, they gonna ring your ass out. They're going to spin dry your ass and send your ass down there holding your peace lead, going back, burning to your husband. That's what they're going to do. And so that's what happened. And so what happens is sometimes women hand you the scissors and make you break up. And then so they can play the victim, call you the jerk. All right. And then have a reason to cheat or reason to say, this is why I've been cheating on the background or the reason to kind of disappear and ghost. 
So what's going to happen is it's going to happen is you break up. You think she's ready for uh, to come back to you. You don't get the proper space to become the man you need to become after a breakup. You second guess yourself. You get your lower self-esteem. You get hurt. All right. And uh, you think she's sitting over there reading chicken noodle for the soul. Right. Or she's um, learning how to make new uh, beef and broccoli cheddar soup. Or she's trying to uh, learn how to read and read self-help books. You think she's at home learning how to knit and play Scrabble and words with friends. You think that's what she's doing at home. And you think she's waiting by the phone, waiting for the, you to call. You don't have to call. It's okay, girl, because I'm going to be all right tonight. You don't have to call. What was that when he did that in that video? He was like, you don't. What was that? that what video was that? You got it. You got it back. <laughs> right. And so um, he did that little tick. But uh, you think that's what she's doing. What she's doing, guys, when women break up, all right, they're back on the carousel. All right, they're going 10 toes up. She's getting the brakes beat off of her. On Friday night, on Friday night, she's getting the brakes beat out of her. That's what she's doing. 10 toes up. <laughs> that's what she's doing. And you're like, no, maybe she's waiting for my call. All right. She might have texted you on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, you left something over here. You left a pair of Yeezys over here. And then you went over there. Uh, we're still not all good. Are we are we friends or enemy? We're enemies. Oh, that's still not good. But maybe with time, maybe with time we can get back together. But I just need a little bit of time and I need a little bit of space. You know who's making the space? Tyrone. You know where he's making the space. And so she's sample sizing out here. She's getting a sampler. Guys, the next day after she broke up with you, she the dude was over at her crib. I know you don't want to hear that. Ten toes up. Guys, I saw that happening with the girl that I was kind of messing with that was kind of pushing me into uh, committing. She was like pushing me, pushing me. I happened to live near her. She was pushing me hard. Like she was putting pressure on me. And then all of a sudden, she kind of just kind of um, fell back. And we had a conversation. We had a conversation. Let's just say it was a Wednesday. And I was like, you know what, girl? Yeah, you ain't all that, Sean. You ain't all that, Sean. You know what I mean? I could get a dozen of you, Sean. And I kind of pushed her to the curb. The next day, I pull up on the boulevard, and there's a dude standing right in front of her house. I was like, <laughs> you was literally pushing for a commitment. She was like next in line. And it was a dude that I literally met. She introduced me to him. Uh, he's just a guy. You don't have to worry about him. We went to a nightclub together in Newport. We went together. And he was there and he was mad dog at me, giving me the damn evil eye. I was like, why are he giving me the evil eye? I literally pushed her to the side. I was like, man, forget about you, girl. Next day, I pull up. And he's standing out there like <laughs> I was like, wow. And that at that time, I knew something was up. Guys, when they pushing you like that is because the guy on the other side is pushing her. Hey, I want to be with you. I want to want you, man. Forget that guy. He ain't that good. I want to be with you. You my baby. I'll do this. I'll do that. Baby, come back. And she's getting that from him. And then she's going, well, the only thing I could do is get you to commit because if you don't commit, I got to go with him. He's, he's, he's pressing me. So 
She has to, it's like, so anytime a woman gives you an ultimatum, another guy, there's another bull in the ring. Anytime she's pushing you for a commitment, another bull in the ring. And so I just happened to live to her proximity-wise very close, and I saw it. And I was like, next day, I pull out from work. I thought she was going to be at home. <laughs> Boo-hoo-hooing. Learning how to uh, cook steak and tombstone pizza. And she was getting cheeks clapped next day. <laughs> I was like, wow. So, question. If I literally committed, if I committed to you, where was this dude going to be? Would she have gone back to that dude? Oh, he committed. You're bad. What was she going to be doing? What was Where was he going to be if I said, okay, baby, I'm yours? Baby, I'm yours if you want me. What would what would that dude have been doing? Would, he would have just been in the background the whole time. She still would. It's crazy, but it happens. So, um. Let's just go ahead and give you a reason what's going on here. Give me the reason to want you back. How could I love you again? Don't you know? Tell me how, how to forgive and forget. Give me the reason to love you now. It's been a mighty long time. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. You're going to get the hate big head stranger text. She's going to reach out to you. What's going to happen is she long time no here. And uh, she's going to weasel her way back and not give you a feeling of what happened in the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months or even the last couple of years. Hey, how you been doing, baby? Hey, baby, how you doing? Man, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, reading chicken noodle soup for the soul, learning how to make broccoli and cheddar uh, soup. I've been learning how to knit. I've been learning how to sew. I've been learning how to, I've just been playing Candy Crush and Word with friends thinking about you. You know, have you been dating anyone else? Not I. I'm celibate. And she's celibate. You know what I mean? Right now, you broke up with your girl and you listen to me. Guys, she's getting plowed right now. She's, she's a slow Tuesday for somebody. Just let it go. Not my girl. You, you watching me right now. Coach, man, this is depressing. I don't want you to do anything dangerous to yourself. But she is. I know you watching me under the moonlight. The street lamp shining into your window. You're clutching your pillow. Oh, I can smell her now. I can smell her. She still has her perfume all on my pillowcases. Yes, you ain't washed your laundry in three months. You clutching your pillow. This hurts. But I'll I'll be a man. Hmm. Perhaps she's having another man at her house. No, she'd never do that. She's not that type of girl. She'd never have sex. You thinking about all the noises she makes? You ever do that? You break up with a girl and you know how she was in bed and you're just imagining another man's getting that tonight? You'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. Hope she doesn't pant like she pants when she was me. I hope she doesn't make that noise. I hope she, her nose doesn't get all cute. I hope she's not screaming. You clutching your pillow. I hope she's not screaming with another man tonight. She is. <laughs> she is properly. She's singing a new song. <laughs> I 
dudes right now like that's it she's right now hollering <laughs> she's learning some new stuff because you became predictable she's like my boyfriend didn't never do this before anyway let's give you the three reasons we want we got to be brief because i got i got an appointment here they like you breaking my heart coach hey guys man look man you need this this is tough love over here on this channel we do tough love over here gentlemen we gotta let people know in these streets hey for the streets man it's there's not many, that's not much difference people have been playing this game for two hundred thousand years or at least twenty thousand. we've been here before we've been trying to tell you ain't nothing new under the sun could somebody have happen to not be in this situation? Very few. But the reality is, it is what it is. We gotta be tough. We don't tell lies over here. We don't soften up the blows. You know, I've been taking it easy on the ladies. They've been getting the thick skin. There's some ladies that watch me. Shout out to the feed picture gang here on this channel. They got a thick skin now. They know what's up. You men gotta get a thicker skin. Tough love. <laughs> but just here, here it is. All right. She getting plowed right now. So Reason number one to never take an ex back is this. This is this is the reality of it. Um, if you you if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. You already know what you got from the the first time. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. What did you get the first time? You had a lover, you had a selectable mate that you can have a uh, fornication with or whatever. You you had that. You're missing it. Now you got to learn your game again. You got to get back on your grind. You got to become a better man. Success is the best revenge. You got to get out of your drought. You know, when, when a man breaks up, most men don't have, they don't have sex for eight weeks, if not more. Like they in a drought. All they hoes is gone. They, the, the girl that the one girl he committed to is gone. He was trying to be a good, honest man, or he didn't have any options. He might not get laid again for eight, Weeks, and that's a long eight weeks. That eight weeks is long. It's severe, especially if he was getting some on a regular from his, you know, his personal uh, mate. It's a long eight weeks. Some people go eight months, some dudes, especially the longer the relationship is. And so what ends up happening is he takes her back because he's missing the love. He's missing the sex, right? So he takes her back, but then she's, she's, She's not making him grow as a man. She's actually preventing him from growing. He's giving up valuable opportunity. He's giving up um, opportunity cost, the opportunity cost. He's giving up time. He knows what he's getting from her. He's, she was no good to begin with. That's why they broke up. So you're not going to get much than what you got the first time. This is your time to grow. She gave you a pass. He actually did you a favor, especially when you were younger. She did you a favor. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. If you gotten really nothing from her, but just an occasional sexual partner that you can select on and call on, all right, and you had to still go through hoops and hurdles and she demeaned you and said you were a 10, but, you know, there's no reason to keep going back to that. But the only reason men go back to that is just to get the, the um get the sex. And then you take her back and then you violate the next rule. Rule number two as to why to never take an ex back. She never apologizes. She never apologizes. She never takes accountability. She never takes responsibility for the breakup. Now, again, most of the time you break up, you never really know the real reason. You never get put on game. 
the longer you go against the breakup, the more game you will get and the more likely that you'll never go back to her. But when the breakup is new and the wound is uh, fresh, what will tend to happen is she'll come back and she may say some things like this. Well, let's start over with a clean slate. Let me just tell y'all something, guys. If she says, let's start over with the clean slate. This is your number one indicator to run. Because this is the death nail to your previous relationship. You better ask some questions. I don't even know if you need to answer questions. You don't even ask her no questions. She basically is telling you she effed up. And instead of apologizing, she might even come over and do something like she's naked under a trench coat. That's her apology. That's her starting over with a clean slate. She knows she effed up. She's not going to admit she effed up. She's going to still say you messed up. And she might say something like this. Um, if you just man up, if you just promise to hold me more, if you like something that doesn't even make sense as that would be the cause of the breakup. Uh, if you, if you would have just, and then she'll cap it off with, let's start over with a clean slate. That one right there is the indicator that you need to cut her because now she's saying, I'm never going to be held accountable. It would be egregious for you to bring up the past because we started over with a clean slate. And if you shall use this evidence against me, like say the evidence comes up, like you gave her a clean slate and then you found out she's getting jackhammer behind your back or all through the break. She got pregnant during the break while we were on break. Then she's going to go back and say, but I thought we started off with a clean slate. And she never apologized. Guys, that is going to be your weak spot. Now, she'll use off your past. She'll bring up your past. I thought we were talking with a clean slate. Forget all that. Forget that clean slate stuff. But when you use the clean slate against her and you say, well, wait a minute. During the break, I found out you was in an orgy. <laughs> you had an orgy with you and your friends down in Jamaica. Yes, I said orgy. It's a family show. <laughs> right. But. Because she offered a clean slate, she was like, well, we were in a break. I was down bad. You made me feel bad about myself. We were technically still together, but I got invited to the orgy. <laughs> and I was down and I was drunk and I'm going to blame it on the a a a a alcohol. And you made me feel bad about myself. You demean me. You abuse me. You belittle me. And if you just apologize and give me a clean slate, we can start all over fresh. Nope. Now, the story that we read you about leveling up, you caught her in the middle of monkey branching. You caught her in the middle of being hypergamous. And she leveled up. She got the brakes beat off of her. She got pumped and dumped. And now she's crawling back to your ass. Hey, stranger. You know, I was just thinking over the last four months that I ghosted you. I never communicated with you. We never had any conversations. I never even thought about you. I was 10 toes up and I was having fun on the carousel. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. But during our break, I got knocked up by another man and he wasn't the man for me. He was a rich old man, handsome, bald-headed, milk-dudded with a gray beard. He pounded me out into submission, but he taught me a few things about myself. But I think I've learned my lesson. I miss you. I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby.
Remember we used to listen to that song? I miss you. I dedicated a song to you on Power 106. And I miss you much. It's time for us to get back together. It's time for us to get back together and have what we had. And we're going to go take it to the top. Now we know what it's like out there. I need to come back to you. <laughs> come back to me. She'd be like, all my life I've waited to see your smile again. <laughs> all right. That's reason number two to never take your ex back. She missed her blessing and turn that blessing into a lesson, gentlemen. Let her go. Kick her to the curb. And the number one reason, the number one or number three, however we're doing this, the number one, the number one, the number three reason to never take an ex back is that it gives you the opportunity to get revenge on her. Yes, guys, she was the cause of your breakup. Now, some of y'all been acting dirty out there. That's what we know. But she caused the breakup. You know, hypergamy got the best of her. She tried the monkey branch. She tried to level up on your ass, and you caught her. You caught her red-handed. And you was like, baby, I feel something's up. I feel somebody's been touching you. In fact, I know somebody's been kissing you. Do you want to tell me who's been loving you? Loving you. You caught her. You caught her red-handed. But the idea is now you got to get revenge. Yes, sweet, sweet revenge. And this is an opportunity to get that. Your ass got to level up like our brother that made 85000 over here and 75000 over here. And the ex is like, hey, stranger, you got to get revenge. You got to make her look bad. Don't do anything crazy like, you know what I mean, slicer tar- car tires, you know what I mean? Don't go, all the, don't go crying to her and all that stuff. You got to get revenge, yeah. Mm. And success is the best revenge. You got to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. See, there's 4.4 billion women out here on the 93 million square miles of the planet Earth. And you got to go sample size all of them, man. You got to go have some fun. I got money. You need to go to all six continents, the habitable continents. And you got to go to the even secret continent that y'all don't know about. New, 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 new world order. Let's not talk about that. But you got to go on out there. There's other fish in the sea, man. There's other people, man. They all in India waiting for you, man. They all in Sweden waiting for you. They all in Finland. They all in Russia. All them Kornikovas and Sharapovas and Marshakovas. They out there waiting for you. Go to Thailand and get you a little bit. Go to Colombia and Venezuela. Be careful in Venezuela. Go on out there. Go on and mess with the snow cows over in Minnesota. Go on and mess with the mud sharks all in Birmingham, Alabama. Go all the way around the world. Been around the world and I, yai yai. Go to Wakanda. Go everywhere. Go to the Philippines. Go to Australia and mess with them long flat back surfing girls on the West Coast. You got to go everywhere in Cambria, Australia. Uh-huh. I know a little bit about that myself. You got to go everywhere. Go up to Vancouver and go to Whistler and go down to ski resort and get you one of them ski snow bunnies out there. You know what I mean? All right. Tricking, taking me skiing, out the Aspen's, uh, gangsta mental, straight pop cure style. Act- <laughs> I messed it up. Keep packing a piss style while the act coop that's dark brown. Pinky ringing, mandolas with the man singing. Right? Italian music about your man with your chick clinging. I messed that up. But anyway, 
You got to hit them girls, man. You got to go on out there, man. Go on to Provo, Utah and get you some of them old 43-year-old cougar milfs out there. Go on to Ireland. Go to San Tropez. Go to the Bur Go to the islands and become an island boy just for a little bit. Go to the island boy. Be an island boy. Uh, call up Fresh. You be like, hey, Fresh, man. Yo, man, show me how to be an island boy. And Fresh be like, <laughs> Fresh cousin show up. Go to Barbados. Go to Bermuda. Go everywhere, man. Go to the Dominican Republic. And that's how you win. All right? That's how you win. However you like them, how do you want it? How do you feel? Get that sweet, sweet revenge and then post it all on social media and make sure she knows what she's missing. Because I'm going to guarantee you, when she left you, she just got pumped and dumped. I'm just letting you know that's what happened. Hey, there's a statistic, and we'll end it on this one. There's a statistic that says every time a person gets out of a relationship, in order to get into a new relationship, a woman has to date 10 new men, at least 10 new men before she's back into a relationship. Now, that number is significantly higher now, but the statistic says on average, she has to date 10 new men, meaning significant dates, not like I met him for dinner, I met him at Starbucks. Like they were dating, she got pumped and dumped after two times. Like that would be considered a date. You know how many men women have to date before they get into their next relationship? 67. Mm. 67. Now, these streets are getting cold. The reality is, Women are going to space their 10 out in the same time frame it takes for a man to space his 67 out. Now, if you meet me in a breakup, I just broke up, you just broke up, and I'm man number three for the woman, and, and for that woman, or she, let's just say this, I'm man number nine for that woman that she's dated, but I'm on woman number 23, guess what's about to happen? <laughs> I'm not about to commit to you. Because I'm I'm just getting it going. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I'm feeling myself. I'm standing my ground. So the woman is like, always like, I'm tired of dating. I want to get off the dating apps. I dated like eight guys. They were completely horrible. I got pumped and dumped by eight. I'm on the ninth guy. She's pressuring you. Where is this going? I don't want to waste time. Well, you're on man number nine, and I'm on woman number 26. I got some stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> This is why, ladies, you'll never you're hard, having a hard time getting men to commit is because you want to get done with it and you're getting you're getting, you know, I mean, it's tough out there. You got to remember the first time you got a commitment, you dated like 40 guys before that or, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You talked to 40 guys before that. It took a while for you to hone in the skills from the age of 15 to 28 for you to get the first commitment for you to get the first marriage. You had to go through a whole cycle of dudes. And fail relationships and guys. So when you break up, especially when you're older, it's going to take a lot more time. You got to go back out there. Don't think you're just going to jump back into a commitment. Oh, I broke up with my husband. Oh, I'll be in a. I'll be married in two months. So if a guy is in the same boat and he broke up and he got his heart broken, he's going to have to go through a cycle of women. And I will always say a hundred, at least a hundred. I think it's in my book. I think that's in my book, um, um, 52 Things, which is free on my website, gregadamswan.com. I think I said date 100 women and then date 100 more before you ever commit again, <laughs> like before you get married. Like go up, like start with 100, then do 100 more. Like don't, don't rush. Don't, don't rush. And don't feel the financial um, crush of you can't afford to date. 
So men typically commit because they can't afford dating. And so you broke ninjas will do something like this. Well, I've already taken four women out to eat at Fleming's. If I take the fifth woman out, I'm going to be broke. So what I'll do is I'll choose between these five women. Right? And then you'll throw that ish out there. <laughs> yeah. That's the broke ninja dating strategy. Well, dating's too expensive, so I'll settle for these pogs over here. Drinks and nights out and eat. What you don't realize is getting is settling for one of them, you still gonna pay. <laughs> like it's not like the payment stops, son. Now it'll stop for a little bit because you'll commit or you'll actually whittle it down to two or three of them pogs, and then you'll be blowing their backs out and you'll never have to do anything. But at some point, she's gonna say, Well, I'm tired of Netflix and chilling. Why don't we do something? And then I find your ass walking through the mall while she's waddling down and her cheeks are going left, 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 right, left. And she got that skin chafing. You know what I mean? Her thighs are rubbing together about to start a damn fire. And I catch your ass walking with her in the mall. And then you see me, you be like, I see you, ninja. I see you walking. I see your ass got caught up coming outside out here because you ran out of money. Walking around looking like the number 18 with your mate. And because you broke and you trying to broke date out here, you ain't got no business getting in no commitment. And so now you settling, trying to entertain her at the mall. Perhaps we'll go to the food court. You want some of them pretzel hot dogs? Yeah. It's me and you, baby. We going to the top. <laughs> but that's lazy, broke ninja dating. And that's you running game. And I'm getting it for free. No, you're not. You stopped broke dating because you couldn't afford it. But you don't realize you still paying. You paying to give her them pretzel hot dogs and Auntie Annie's pretzels. While she blowing up like the Goodyear blip. You ever see your girl, you looking at her? You're like, damn, I committed to her. Four months later, you like, oh, damn, should I tell her? So I tell her you need a gym membership. <laughs> hey, she she's the one that when you met her on the dating app, I love to work out. I work out every day. Ask her this question. Ask her this question. Ask a woman that you date that and you can tell she don't work out, bro. I mean, listen, it ain't even it's so damn obvious she don't work out. But you so dumb, you'll believe anything she says. This is what you ask her. How long? Have you been working out like that? Oh, about six weeks, but I'm after it. You know what I mean? I love working out. I love the gym. I've been working out every day. How long? How long have you been working out every day? I can't wait to hear this shit. <laughs> well, since, you know, like the past four months, the last four weeks, actually. No, no significant gains, no weight loss, no nothing. It, it, show me a picture of you a year ago. Why you look bigger since you like to work out. And when she gets with you, when you commit to her, she's not getting any smaller. She does not. She's she's going to get bigger. Now, you might want to be one of these nasty boys that like them girls. You, I'm a feeder coach. I'm a feeder hostess cupcakes. All right, all kind of German chocolate cake, apple pies from McDonald's, the, the fried ones. You know what I'm saying? Strawberry sundaes, you out there, all of that. Fish filet, banana splits, all of that. You down at the day. <laughs> I'm feeding her. I'm a feeder. I'm a feeder. I like them bigger. Get bigger. Feed them. 
All right, let me stop, man. Look, man, I got to get up out of here. Uh, Let's do this. I got to do the contributors to the day show. My son's waiting for me. We're supposed to go do something. He's like, man, would you get off this stream? BSing? I was only supposed to do two hours. Now we're at two hours of it. Shout out to the feeders out here. I know about you guys. I was a nasty boy. <laughs> Where are we at? Joseph K. Hey, coach. Got a 308. Sorry, he says he got a 304 who's nasty. How long should I keep her around before I lose frame and she expects something serious or just keep her a part of my rotation? My rule, coaches dating rules, right? Coaches rules of rotations. My suggestion is six weeks. So um, you can hold them accountable for their feelings or anything, decisions that they made for the first six weeks of you messing with them. That includes the initial date, and that includes any friends with benefits relationship, anytime she lays down, anytime she floods you with sex. Six weeks. Now, in that six-week period, you can tell her, girl, I told you. And you might not get no bite back. She might not ignite the crazy, uh, the crazy, uh, I can't say B-O-M-B on this channel. But you can say, girl, I told you what it is. I done told you. now. It is up to you to have the strength to cut her ass off. It's going to be difficult, though, because it's going to be good. It's going to be easy. She's going to make it easy. But after the six-week mark, it is now on you. You now invited the crazy. You now invited her. Keep pressing your ass. You now invited the ultimatums. It's on you now. Now, if she starts throwing bricks through your window when you cut her ass off after eight weeks, two months, a year, and you still going over there, dip, dip, dive, and socializing, if you still out there and she blows up your house, that's your fault. <laughs> Six weeks is the time limit. After that, crazy will be induced. And the longer you go, and I'm telling you, Y'all literally are putting y'all back into it. Because what happens after six weeks, you start knowing how people work and how they move. The way you move. Ooh. You're going to start putting your back into it. Obviously, you're going to start going Rosky. That's going to be another mistake. I mean, it's not a mistake, but I know what's going to happen. When you go Rosky with a woman skin to skin, all bets are off, man. She's going to get attached and y'all be putting your knee into it. You'll be going knee deep and y'all be putting it all the way to the back of her spine, all the way to her belly button, inside to her side. And then she's going to feel a certain way. So I would suggest after the six week mark, give her the five stroke special. All right. Make it so she got me like, damn. All right. But after six weeks is always what I tell guys after six weeks. Uh, uh, after six weeks, she'll get pregnant on you. Okay. This is when she'll get pregnant on me. Okay. Well, if, if, um, if he ain't going to commit, she'll think something stupid guys. They're not using intelligence. They're using emotions. So she'll say, well, uh, you, you've been going, let's say you've been going at it for, uh, five months and you're not committing a dumb, a dumb chick. And guys, there's dumb chicks out here. A dumb chick will say, well, I'll just keep it seed. Oops. I'm pregnant. Now you stuck. You should, now you wish you bailed out at the six-week mark. <laughs> like, damn, I went in one extra time. One more extra time. And that was the time you was like, forget the Jimmy hat. Forget the protection. 
Forget the plan B. Now you started getting, you know what I mean, risky. And you're going to the five. You're going to the five strokes. And you know what she does to you. You know what? I've been waiting to feel you let off them kids all up inside me. Leaving inside. Drop off the kids right here. And she says it to you. Go on. Let me feel it. And you start going. And she says it to you right at the time that she feels the, the contractions, the constriction going. And then you go, okay. And you be like, this for the last time, the last time, this for the last time. You be like, I can't, feel, I can't get the song in my head. Baby girl, you're missing. Baby girl, I'm kissing. This for the last time. This for the last time. And then you go, roar. You let them kids all off all up in her belly. You let it roar all up in it. And then you be like, you know what, baby? This ain't going to work out. This is our last time I'm going to be with you. And, um, you know what I mean? It ain't going to work out, so I'm going to have to leave you. Sorry. I'm gone. You skip out. 45 days later, you get that call. Hello? Yeah. Uh, you thought you was leaving me, but your ass staying with me now because I got your baby. <laughs> and you was like, I thought I was gone. Nope. You ain't gone, man. She got you. She got you for 18 years. 18 years. You know what? I haven't had my period. <laughs> you And now all of a sudden, you got a son named Dylan. All right? You got a son named Dylan. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. There you go. Now you got Dylan. Okay. Uh, yeah, we really got to get this show moving along here. Um, uh, we got Noel. Uh, we got our guy here. Before I say his name, he does go by another name, so I want to make sure I don't do it. Um, we're going to call you Noel. He says, I just broke it off with my girlfriend yesterday. I was tired of her overreacting, being talking down to, and her, her texting her ex and other simps on Instagram. He says, I'm going monk mode, and I'm going to uh, grind to get my Ferrari in two years. I am now a true free agent. Thank you, coach. And you've been here for a while. So again, that was a uh, little hope strategy on your side, right? You know what I mean? I hope you enjoyed the time you had with your girl, but uh, it's over now. You're like, <laughs> game over. It's over now. It's okay, though. Uh, shout out to Joshua Calvin says, Coach, any self-care tips for blue-collar men? Uh, yes, man. Y'all need to get the, you know, uh, depending on. Uh, that could be another show. I don't want to go too long on that one. But um, I think blue-collar men do have does have the propensity to not participate in self-care because it's not masculine. But if you read my book, Free Agent Lifestyle, I promote self-care. Um, actually had a guy. I think it was MTR did a video. He did a video in his earlier days when he was behind me, Sean. Um, about my self-care and I actually promote, you know, taking care, cleaning out your fingernails, cleaning out your toenails, clipping your toenails, having them Asian women rub all on you. When I go to the shop, them Asian women be like, I want to rub all on him. I want to rub all on his arm and his chest. You need a back massage. You need a back massage. And I'll be like, a medica? You want to come to a medica? 
I, I, I think so. And I think blue collar men do kind of go away from that and they want to be a manly man, but there's, there's, there's nothing more manly than to be clean. We can be clean. All right. Shout out to Vernon. You says concur. It doesn't take beauty to be successful with men. It does not. It helps. It helps get in the door, but, um, most men that are with beautiful women put up with their, they put up with their antics because they're beautiful. It's not because they're good with men. Is that because men putting up with they bullshit? That's the only, that's most of the time. That's the most of the time why a man, a beautiful woman is successful with a man. Most beautiful women go through more relationship heartbreak than ugly women. That used to be the case. Not, not so much. Shout out to Gemini Ryder. My best friend, 304, did not marry the guy she loved. Uh-huh. And he says, it's, is that my fault? I was trying to not get fired. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I mixed up the super chats. I was like, that don't make no sense. So my best friend, 304, did not marry the guy she loved. Man, look, women can only love up to three men. And it's the first three men they're with. After that, they're on some sort of usury. They're on some sort of fantasy mythology. Um, the first three men are the only men she can possibly love. Everybody else is she's making it work, and she probably has an attachment more than she has love. Listen to me on this one. Shout out to the dictator, the co-worker who kissed me, just got divorced. Well, you knew it was coming. He says, it, he says, is that my fault? I was trying to not get fired. Well, you're in trouble now, sir. You just inherited a problem. But yeah, man, I think um, I think that she was doing that. Now she kind of latched on to the streets and uh, she wants to test the waters. Married women want to test the waters. This is why sometimes marrying a virgin in modern culture is going to be a recipe for disaster because a virgin or a woman that's not sexually experienced, uh, I know that's what you want, guys, but in this culture, there's thought culture. There's three or four culture. So She's going to see that like Aisha Curry and she's going to be like, maybe I missed out. Then she's going to blame you. Well, I missed out on my younger years trying to be a good woman. This is why if there's good women here, there's a lot of new, young, good women putting out red pill content and you guys are falling for a hook, line and sinker. I'm like, you can't fall for what she's talking about. She's 26. She's freshly married. Everything is good. Wait till she has two babies and wait till she's 36 and then ask her what she thinks about marriage. She 26 years old. She ain't, she don't know shit. And I tell that to their face. Cause they out here getting all y'all oh, man. I'm glad there's women like you. She don't know nothing. She'd been married for two weeks. Giving out marital advice. Like that dude on the roommates. He got married for a whole damn week. And his ass was out here. I'm going to make a video. And I'm going to dispel the myth. And he dispelled not a damn thing. He went in there and had anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal. Why? Cause it felt good. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was his name? Jaquim or whatever his name is. I never even watched their show. All right. So anyway, shout out to them. I don't want to diss YouTubers and whatnot, but he was trying to put shade on me and men like me. And these guys don't listen to them. Forget the statistics. Listen to me. I have a successful marriage of about seven weeks, two days and three months. <laughs> oh my God. Call me in six years, bro. Call me in six years, seven years. He got the damn just married paint on the back of his damn car. 
with the damn soda cans dragging. Now they experts on marriage. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to G Money. He says, my drought is past eight weeks, but not taking her back. You got to hold strong. Hey, guys, time is on our side. Yes, the drought is rough, but time is on our side. Just hold on. Don't don't go back. It's not worth taking her back. And then who is this in the building? Big Tony is in the building. Over here. What is this over here, Big Tony? The Black Italian. Tony been missing over here. All right, shout out to you, brother. Thank you for your super chat. Um, And we got to get out of here, man. I got to really shuffle. My son be looking at me like, bro, man, yo, man, you can't. You can't do nothing right. You a deadbeat. All right. Errol L says, Coach, I've never heard you say, and I ain't going to say it. He says, like, how you, he says, like, how does that not come up? Anyway, cheers to the new free agents. I can't say those things. This is a family show. Let's just say you roared on the inside and it felt good. Uh, But uh, you didn't get that plan B. They caught you slipping. Shout out to L. Shout out to the Dr. AMG. He says, for the goat. Thank you, sir. And now we're done. It's time to shuffle up out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. I think Money Mindset's tomorrow morning. Peace. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby.